The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pat Gray unleashed, ready to uh, unleash myself on on an unsuspecting world uh, again today. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Producer Keith out of town, so um, uh, we will be chewing the fat with Jeffy uh, pretty much all day. Uh, I mean, some things no in life are just it. darn good, aren't they? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I could listen. I've got a I've got a knit hat I can put on. I've got a red man knit hat mm-hmm. I can put on. I've got a pink woman's march hat I can wear. Yeah. I mean, I could do that if you'd like. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, no, I, I can't ask you to go to the, those lengths okay. uh, for the show. That would just be too much to ask, okay. Jeffy. I'm here for you. Uh, we've got some great Alex Jones stuff to share with you today. Oh, he talks to the president. I mean, you know, uh, sometimes he doesn't have time to take his call. Who doesn't? You know, I mean, some people are busy, right? And of course, he's busy. And I mean, it gets a little irritating when the president's calling you all the time for advice. It just, I get so irritated with that that uh, a lot of times, you know, I'll see I'll see the area code for the White House, and I'll think, ah, there's Don again. I'm I'm not gonna pick up. I'm not gonna. I'll tell him. I'll tell him my cell was dead. Uh, I get up, I look at the phone, there's three missed calls from Don. I'm like, okay, nah, come please. on. Please, this guy won't stop. You have someone else to talk to? I just got off the phone with Angela Merkel. Now it's Don. I mean, everybody just wants a piece of me. <laughs> so uh, we'll share that with you because, uh, you know, Alex Jones in there with the upper echelon of leadership in the world, essentially running the country now. If you're to listen to him, also a really interesting situation with the NSA touched on this a little bit uh, on Glenn's show a few minutes ago. Uh, the NSA has changed the core values that they list on their website for to, that run the agency. Obviously, you got an agency like that, and you you want to stick to your principles and the, the values you have. And uh, the core values the NSA listed previously were honesty respect for the law, integrity, and transparency. Now, transparency from the NSA, I'd say they're falling down on that core principle just a tad. Uh, But under honesty, they said, we recognize that national leaders and the American people at large have placed great trust in us, and we strive at all times to be deserving of that trust. We will be truthful with each other and honor the public's need for openness, balanced against national security interests. Okay, makes sense. That core value has been removed. <laughs> they don't list honesty among their values any longer. Instead, it's been replaced by a commitment to service. <laughs> respect for the law, integrity, transparency, respect for people. Not us, though. The people, Just the people who work at the agency. We're committed to ensuring that all NSA, NSA personnel are respected. 
included and valued for their diverse backgrounds, experiences, skills, and contributions to our mission and culture. So I guess, I guess respecting the American people and their rights uh, doesn't figure into that core value. And then the last thing is accountability. I just think it's really telling that the NSA has removed honesty from the list of the core values they're trumpeting. It's also comforting to know that they never forget that we too are Americans and that every activity we engage in is aimed at ensuring the safety, security, and liberty of our fellow citizens. That just makes me feel all toasty inside. That is a like a warm comforter on a cold winter morning. Right. Uh, environmentalists are now once again... I mean, this comes up every once in a while. They're trying to get a meat tax because what's the biggest contributor to global warming? Meat, food, the industry that, I don't know, keeps us from dying. Uh, But they're targeting apparently our hamburgers and buffalo wings, and they claim they've never been closer to a meat tax than they are right now. Oh, good. Isn't that wonderful? Good. Uh, Hamburger addicts, barbecue junkies, and fried chicken fanatics may soon be asked to pay a surcharge for their obsession with meat. Excise taxes on beef, pork, and chicken could be the next big thing in a state and local tax environment that's already comfortable with sin taxes. Boy, we've seen that all over the place. Yes, we have. The sin tax on soda uh, in Philadelphia and and a huge one in Seattle that are you know tripling and quadrupling the prices that you pay for for soda. It used to be that syntax was aimed at things, I don't know, considered somewhat sinful. I... Does anybody consider soda sin? It was, you know, aimed at cigarettes and alcoholic beverages and gambling. I mean, right. not that they're sins to everybody, but they're, you know, questionable At the time activities. they were, yeah. At the yeah. time, I mean, when all of this first started with the sin tax, these were definitely questionable activities, right? These were activities that took place uh, uh, down the side roads and in, uh, in establishments that you weren't supposed to frequent. Right. Not having a Coke. Now, now if you have a Pepsi or a Coke, that's a sin as well, and we're going to tax it if you're going to continue to uh, enjoy that beverage. Just really amazing. And then to put meat in on top of that? There's no current legislative proposals imposing state or local surcharges on meat, but a growing number of public health, environmental, and animal rights advocates advocates are really pushing hard on this theme. Uh, Ashley Byrne, who's associate director of campaigns for PETA, says we've never been closer to a meat tax. We've seen people, including meat eaters, realizing that meat is bad for their health, and meat is taking this incredible toll on the environment. People seem more open. I love PETA. I do. They're some of my favorite people. Uh, they're just, at least they're honest about They're some they of my favorite. They are, they definitely don't back down. No, they don't. That's who they are. People seem more open than ever to an excise tax on meat. Who are these people that are open to that? If we're going, if we're going to tax tobacco, if we're going to tax soda, it absolutely makes sense to have a similar tax on meat. Wow. Well, and it's true because it doesn't make sense to tax these other things. Americans for tax reform, of course, oppose the tax. Uh, Grover Norquist, not one of our favorite guys, but president of the American Tax Reform Association, says new taxes on a basic consumer product like meat, doubly unpopular, and will end more political careers than your usual dumb tax idea. Mm. Although, 
it doesn't mm. seem to. No, it doesn't. <clears throat> it seems like the the people who impose these taxes and these outrageously insane policies never pay the price for it. Right, and it'll start small. Right, I mean, I don't know that. Uh, again, with the sin tax as far as sodas, mm-hmm. we've got uh, you know Seattle, right? I think Seattle. Right. Yes. And you got Philadelphia. Seattle, Philadelphia. So you have you have some municipalities mm-hmm. uh, throwing it in there. You don't try to have the sin tax all over the country at once. Right. And so sooner or later, right, you get more more cities uh, giving you that tax, and pretty soon somebody says, you know, yes, these cities are charging way too much. What we need is just an even overall federal tax, and then we'll disseminate back to the cities the money we get from the from the taxes. Okay, so just send it to us. You cities, get rid of those sin taxes. So we're going to drop the price on your soda, except we're going to make it go up because we're going to put a federal tax on it. Yeah. And uh, that's what will happen with the meat, right? We're going to have meat tax in. I think you're going to have open rebellion with the meat tax. When you go to when you go to a city, when you go to uh, Vegas or you go to, uh, you know, Atlantic City or whatever, whatever city, pick a city and you go there and that's where you'll have a meat tax. Right. You're staying instead of your steak Mm -hmm. being. Twenty five ninety nine. It's going to be twenty eight ninety nine, and you're going to, and everybody's going to go. Oh, twenty eight ninety nine. I don't know. They yeah, said, I got to put that. They didn't start small with the soda tax. The soda tax has tripled and quadrupled the prices. That's true. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't think they they know anything about uh, starting slow and working their way up. Uh, well, I mean, maybe yeah, you know what? You're right. I mean, why would they? Yeah. I mean, let's just they've throw gotten it out. away with everything else. Why right. not just do this too? Just right. lump it all on top. Right. And now they're talking about sandwiches uh, as another cause for increased global warming. Wait, what? Scientists at the University of Manchester have found uh, that sandwiches are a huge problem. They've done a study on sandwiches and their impact on global warming. I wish I'd been involved in that study. An in-depth audit of various sandwiches throughout their life cycles and found the triangular meats could be responsible uh, for the equivalent annual carbon emissions of 8.6 million cars in Britain alone. What? <laughs> Come, Come on. Come on. Oh, man. So, <clears throat> according, well, according to the British Sandwich Association, and yes, there is one, a British Sandwich Association. Isn't it like you don't get the little the monthly <laughs> flyers from the British that Sandwich I, Association? No. Huh. Uh, are you getting them? Oh yeah, Pat. I think they lost my uh, I mean I, my address in the last. Oh, I got to change that. Then I'll, I'll set that up for you. No problem. <laughs> it, there's an indication that maybe your government's getting a little too big when you have a sandwich association. <laughs> oh, there's got to be a there's got to be a U.S. sandwich association, right? I hope not. Oh, it's got to be. UK spends eight billion pounds, which is eleven point three billion dollars a year, on eleven and a half billion sandwiches. Half made at home, the other bought at shops, supermarkets, kiosks, wherever. To better understand the environmental impact of all these sandwiches, the researchers looked at over 40 different sandwich types, recipes, and combinations, as well as how they're made, packaged, transported, and stored. Somebody has way too much time on their hands. Somebody just... Uh, needs some extra busy work there. Well, we do have the International uh, Sandwich Association. But are you finding a U.S. one? I have a uh, sandwich association. It looks like their Twitter handle is at USA Sandwich. 
So we'll see. I'm not sure if that's just a uh, one state because I know they started in Illinois. So we'll see if that's possibly growing out of one state. But it's yes, it's out there. We'll have to see if it's a government agency too. The British Sandwich Association. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And it's another global warming uh, contributor, right? Well, of course. I this is of course. Just... And, if, and where does the syntax start on the if when you when you do the meat, does it come right from the farmer, right from the the raiser of the cattle? Well, yeah. Or do you get it there and then you get it at the slice of meat on your sandwich, mm-hmm. right? And you're not only getting it from the steak, the guy serving you the steak. I mean, I'm not sure where. I guess it all gets taxed, right? Right from the very you get you get nailed every corner. Very hard. Uh, five years ago, I would have never believed this Very was hard. possible. Wouldn't have believed it. I, I, I would have, I would have laughed in your face if you would have said that we're getting meat taxes and and sandwiches are a major contributor to, to global warming, <laughs> and that there's a British Sandwich Association that's looking into all of this. They had uh, studies. The wow. British Sandwich Association has studies. All right. That's where this is from. Exactly. I mean, they're spending actual money. Eleven billion dollars. Yeah, actual, actual money. money. 888 uh, Brad Staggs, on the road looking for earwax. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm the uh, the keynote speaker today at the AIREW. Um, that's a, you know, it's a big, important meeting we have every year. Uh, okay, and what does that stand yeah. for? Oh, oh, oh sorry. I thought everybody. The American Institute for the Removal of Excess Earwax. Okay. Uh, right. right. Okay. We, of course. I mean, I mean, we, every year we get together and discuss the, you know, the problem and, and, and the, uh, dare I say it, the epidemic that's sweeping across America. I mean, it's not you as did bad say it. You did say it. So warming. apparently you dare. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I mean, it's a pretty incredible. But we are working on solutions here. And you know, I am a big proponent of, uh, of removing excess earwax. And, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and although we don't, we don't actually encourage it. Jeffy, when, when you removed the earwax out of, out of your ears, you did keep it as a family pet, correct? I don't necessarily know that it would be considered a pet, but I mean, it's in a little jar on the counter. It yeah. Just kind of sits there. Doesn't require a whole lot of maintenance. Right. But, uh, you know, it's, it's better in a jar on your counter than in your ears because, let's face it, too much earwax can cause things like tinnitus and, you know, hearing loss and, and mm-hmm. really all of the things we're Global warming. Today. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. If you, uh, if you love the planet, you will actually get your ears clean. And fortunately, there's a simple way to do it. Our sponsor here at the American Institute today, of course, is uh, usewaxrx.com. So I did want to give them a, a shout-out and say, look, everybody, just go to usewaxrx.com. You can find complete details on how uh, earwax does actually contribute to global warming. <laughs> Plus, you can buy the easy three-step kit to get your ears cleaned, uh, which will make you obviously be able to hear better. But you'll also be saving the planet. And that's what we're really concerned with. So go to usewaxrx.com. If you use promo code radio, you get free standard shipping. And I'm I'm being called back into the hall. We've got uh, some earwax issues. But go to uh, usewaxrx.com, promo code radio. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray is here uh-huh. on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Uh, the president uh, continues to be uh, deluged with uh, the the FBI investigation, the uh, media's spin on it. Everything that looks bad for Democrats is completely ignored in this thing in the in the media. Anything that even mentions Trump is played up like it is the biggest breaking story and the strongest proof positive of the reason we need to impeach the guy. And I just I'm getting tired of the Russian investigation. Is it just me? It's time to stop with this madness. It, it is time to stop. It seems like it's never ending. And it's it, we're also at a point now where uh, it appears to be mm-hmm. nothing but a witch hunt. Uh, it is. That's exactly uh, what I it mean, is. I mean, it just uh, appears that, Mueller, Mueller you've, got, you've had all this time and you've got mm-hmm. nothing. You've had nothing. You can't tell. Yeah. There's, there's nothing there. So now we're going to go outside of that group and try to find something else. Stop it. Well, they, and Republicans tried to make something out of the secret society, just like a one-off mess, uh, mention of the secret society, and it wasn't an in-depth thing, and it, now it looks like it was just a joke. I, it looks like they were just kidding. Hey, let's start a secret society, and then that's the end of it. And I, I, I who was, seriously, jo- half-joking, but uh, I was the one who said that it was probably just them, that was just their, uh, that was their lingo to meet up. At the hotel, yeah. Uh, the secret society yeah. was just, hey, it's time to meet up at the Motel Six on at yeah. two o'clock in the afternoon. That's our time. Now, supposedly, uh, the investigators are somehow accessing some of the fifty thousand texts that have been lost. Apparently, uh, I mean, that's that not, I don't think that's they're possible, saying that. recovery is underway. No, that can't be. Well, can't be possible. Yeah, they've lost. At the formerly honest NSA, they're supposed to have all this stuff, nah, right? Not, not that. Not that though. Because there, there was a there was a mix up. <laughs> there was a glitch. And anything between terrorists, they don't. Not that they don't have that. Those communications, they don't have that. No, no because of the glitch. <clears throat> right. The glitch of the ten percent of the FBI cell phones but, that yeah were inside. You know, particularly those two mm-hmm. cell phones. Uh huh. So you can't. So right. now, uh, Democrat representatives Adam Schiff and uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein have requested that Twitter and Facebook investigate whether Russian bots are helping to push a social media campaign on the right <sighs> to release the memo written by Representative Devin Nunez. Uh, after Republican members of Congress began talking about a bombshell memo outlining alleged outrages at the FBI and DOJ, Some took it on themselves to uh, tweet, release the memo in a social media campaign. Almost immediately, Democrats started accusing the campaign of being hijacked or aided or done entirely by Russian uh, bots. The hashtag release the memo quickly became a top trending issue in the U.S., Some have alleged that the accusations in the memo were so serious that they would end Mueller's investigation into collusion. Um, The the whole thing is just, it's kind of silly town at this point. It sure is. I really wish we could focus on something a little more pressing. Because I, I don't think this is it.
Don Lemon had something pretty interesting to say about the president of the United States. There's a kid, I think he was 15, who threatened to shoot up CNN, right? And uh, here's what Don Lemon had to say about that particular uh, situation. This is what happens when the president of the United States, Donald Mm -hmm. Trump, repeatedly attacks members of the press simply for reporting facts Mm. he does not like. People take that message seriously. And if one of us has heard, or God forbid, something else in some way or another, because you either don't understand the power of your words and or you don't care, it won't be a fake injury or sadly a fake death. It'll be real. And how will Mm. you answer those questions then, not only from journalists, but from our loved ones? Because you're going to have to do it. So Don Lemon is essentially accusing the president of inciting somebody to try come kill them. Now, almost anything you say could be an incitement to somebody, right? Because you you just don't know how a warped mind works. And so trying to put that on Trump is is quite a stretch. But sure is such as the hysteria right now with the media involving Donald Trump. They're trying to find a way to blame him for anything that's going to stick. Let's just throw it out there. Well, they don't if it sticks or not, they're just throwing everything at the wall. And they just, they just keep keep doing it. Well, yeah, but I mean, and here's the interesting thing, though, Jeff. They not only that, but they're ignoring all of the policies that they kind of share in common with him. They could actually get yes. the deal on DACA done if yes. they would stop with their hatred and just work with the guy. He's willing to. Every time I see a tweet from the LGBT community and their their new. <laughs> Executive director and get the, the hatred for Donald Trump. He's on your side. He's he's the only president ever elected who was on the side of the LGBTQIA community when he was elected. <laughs> right. No other president in the history of this union was ever for same-sex marriage when they were elected. Donald I mean, Trump was the first. You'd get so much more done. By, I, I by, can't understand. Why don't they just open their eyes? The guy I don't is get it either. on your side. I don't get it either. We have to. I mean, it's just we're gonna we're gonna hate. We're gonna hate. We're gonna hate no matter what. Oh, okay, but even when it hurts their own cause, yeah. Why? It doesn't make it. It really doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So on the immigration front, they just they have this perception that they've got to battle him on it when he, in fact, uh, <laughs> yes. Here's what uh, Donald Trump said about that very issue just a few weeks ago. My positions are going to be what the people in this room come up with. I am very much reliant on the wait. people in this room. I- okay, wait. wait Let's what? let that soak in for a second, uh, and and listen to what exactly what he said right there. My positions are going to positions. be what the people in this room come up with. His position is what you come up with. You couldn't ask for a bigger ally than that, could you? Bring me anything. I'll sign it. That's what he's saying. I am very much reliant on the people in this room. I know most of Mm -hmm. the people on both sides. I have a lot of respect for the people on both sides. And my, what I approve is going to be very Mm -hmm. much reliant on what the people in this room come to me with. I have great (laughs) confidence in the people. If they come to me with things that I'm not in love with, I'm going to do it. Because I respect them. Even... If he That's doesn't amazing. like it, 
he's still going to do it. <laughs> and they continue to bash him. They sure do. I mean, he said leaving for, wow. for Davos yesterday, right? Yeah. He still is open to DACA. Yes. I mean, oh, he's more than it, open to on. it. He's more than open to it. He's he's committed, I think, to bringing a path to citizenship for these uh, for these dreamers. If you build, if you give him any kind of deal for a wall, he's going to say, "Yep, let the dreamers in. Let's let's do let it. Let them in." But we got a wall. But they let their hatred for the guy, their intense, outrageous, irrational hatred, cloud everything, and so they don't get anything done. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Alex Jones talking about uh, his experiences with the president. This is important stuff. Uh, He he made this statement, uh, I believe, yesterday. Um, Because when you're in when you're in Alex Jones's world, uh, it's got to be difficult. Everybody's always trying to get your advice. They're always trying to pick your brain for what really is going on in the world. What actually turned the frogs gay? What is it in the water that turned the friggin' frogs gay? What is it in the water that makes the shrimp swim right up to a seagull and say, eat me? Why are they suicidal all of a sudden? Uh, shrimp aside is something it's that a real needs to be deal- dealt with. And hurtful, shocking phenomenon. And I'll thank you not to mock. But yesterday Sorry. he was talking about his experiences with the president and his executive time. I've talked to the CIA, CIA FBI connections, FBI. Army intelligence connections, former technical head of the NSA, and NSA. a bunch of other people that talked to the president. I'm going to leave it at that. I talked to the president. Haven't talked to him in months. I've missed his call. I talked to the president. Haven't talked to him in months. Wait, what? <laughs> I've talked to the president. Haven't talked to him in months. I missed his call. <laughs> so he misses his call. Yeah, he wants uh, a story. There it is. There I missed is. the president's call three times the last few months. Three times the last few months. He's just Wait, three times missed his call. The last few months. No big deal. Talk to the president all the time. Yeah. Missed his calls three times the last few months. In fact, President uh, Trump has asked to install a hotline directly uh, to every room in my house. Never, never wants me to, to be more than an arm's length away. Uh, from his advice. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. General Kelly will find out and go spank him. What? What are you I just got to get up early in the morning because that's when the calls come in and his executive time. That's what Trump does all day. Uh-huh. The point is, is that this <laughs> is the point we've reached talking? in this country. Where this has been... Up a- all day. I got to huh? get up early in the morning. Yes. Because that's his executive time. Yeah. But that's what Trump does all day. But that's... Right? Yes. Okay. I, I yes. want to make sure I understand that. Okay. Uh, for three hours... Mm-hmm. Two and a half hours, 
and it's the real deal, and they're not disputing it's not real, and they won't even report on it. That <laughs> so I've talked to the FBI, the DIA, the CIA, the NSA, the NCAA. I've talked to them all the time. I've talked to the president all the time. There's your story. There, there. You want a story? There's a story. And it's no wonder he calls Alex Jones. Alex has a lot of information that other people don't. And so naturally, That's true. President Trump would seek his advice, right? And seek his wisdom. Uh, otherwise, I mean, it's a shame that Alex has missed his calls. It, it is. It is. But I'm sure the president will call back because he's got to know about these things. Things like this. And to feel what the children are feeling. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> 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 Folks, we gotta we gotta get good people to stand up against these people. We gotta I probably shouldn't even have done this radio show today or any because day. I have this disgusted cover right. for how I just hate the globalists, but it's more than that. More than that. And I, and I just get flippant and angry, but it's because deep down, folks, I can see what they're doing, and I, I, we have a responsibility folks. to stop these globalists. The globalists. Where are the men in this country? Where, Where are the, are men, the men in this world? What the hell Where? have we become? Where are the men? <laughs> I need a man. <laughs> Somebody with rock hard abs and, and super strong pecs to dodge in the middle of the night and hold me close. Where are the men? We just offer our children up to the system with the fluoride and the water and the GMO water, hurting GMO them. Hurting and we let fat perverts grab them at the, the airport, airport to train them for the pedophile government. To train them for the pedophile. And we've just got such a sick society. Yeah. And if the president doesn't know about that stuff, how are we supposed to combat it? Thank you. Thank you. Know? you. Uh, what about what about uncovering this little gem that no one else was talking about? This may strike your listeners as way out, but we actually believe that there oh. is a colony on Mars okay. that is populated by children who were kidnapped and oh. sent into space on a 20-year ride. Uh, so that once they get to Mars, they have no alternative but to be slaves on the Mars colony. So, there's a lot there. First of all, why does it take 20 years to get from the Earth to Mars when it's a six-month trip? Hey, you make a wrong turn. <laughs> ah, we took a left at, at Neptune instead of a right. In fact, what were we doing clear out at Neptune when Mars is so much closer? <laughs> so, it's a 20-year trip. And by the time they get there, they're not obviously children anymore, right? right. They're, they're grown people. Right. But the only alternative there in Mars is sex slavery. I mean, don't they diversify their economy at I all? Mean, on maybe Mars? someday. Apparently, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, well, there's so. all kinds of. Well, I, look, I know 90% of the, of the, of the NASA missions <laughs> are secret, and I've been told by high level NASA engineers that, that you have no idea. There's so much stuff going Jack on, but then it goes everybody. off into all that. I know right. that's the kind of thing the media jumps on, but I know this. We see a bunch of <laughs> mechanical wreckage on Mars, and that's people say, oh, look, it looks like you know, mechanics. They go, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Clearly, they don't want us looking into what's happening. Every time probes go over, they turn them off. 
Because they don't want. Thank you. You know why? Thank you. NASA doesn't want you to know about their sex slave industry going on on the surface. That's of why every time the probes go over, they turn them off. Turn them off, man. They turn them off. Oh, turn them off. Good golly, they're gonna. They just about saw our sex slave trade on Mars. I mean, sometimes they forget. Right, we've seen footage where they've forgotten to turn yeah. the probe off, and then all yeah. of a sudden they turn it off. Right. I mean, that's a little frightening when they forget. But I mean, Alex has talked to high level. Well, he's talked to high he, high level. That's all he talks NASA with engineers, high level people, in the in the NSA, uh, the CIA, uh, the NCAA, uh, all high level people. Uh, and so, without advice like this from Alex Jones, I don't think the president can operate. So I just hope they can get together on the phone call and stop playing phone tag. Uh, because we we need his advice. I, at I the hope White they House, do. Right. I, mean, I hope Alex maybe decides that he can, <laughs> you know, maybe I don't know, sleep with the phone on uh, next to right. his bed just for a night. Maybe get up a little bit earlier so you on and Trump day, are on the on the same on a day. I know he's busy trying to hawk his new book that he wants to get published. So maybe get up early. Yeah, he's got some great ideas for that too. He's going to talk about conspiracy theories. Maybe um, get up early. I so. Honestly, I think in in real in real life, I think that this whole his, his whole book, the publishing deal, that's just yeah. he, I mean, he's going to end up publishing it himself, right? But now he gets free press before he publishes it himself. Oh yeah, sure, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm almost positive. That's the what guy, he's, the, if, if anything, almost the guy's posi- a marketer. Yes, I'm almost positive that's what he's doing. I'd bet a million bucks on it if I had a million, and I don't. I, Not even close. If in fact Donald Trump is. Seeking out advice or discussions with Alex Jones. Oh my that's a real problem. That I mean, hurts. That's, that's that not hurts. good if that's true. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm Hold sorry. on a second. Mm-hmm. That's just, just jealousy. A, a few... That's all it is. Just jealousy. Okay. Because the president's not calling me for advice. Thank you. Because no, I'm not long ago I was told not to mock. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, and now <laughs> yeah, that is true. And now you're you're saying it's a problem <laughs> if our president is calling Alex. No, Jones. no, huh? You know, I wasn't sincere about that. It was just the green-headed monster of jealousy rearing its ugly head for a moment. Okay, uh, Mark in Massachusetts, you're on the blaze. Hey, brother, love. How we doing? Hey, doing good. So mm-hmm. I actually have a solution to DACA, and I actually shared my thoughts on WhiteHouse.gov uh, today. Mm-hmm. Now. The Dems' argument has been built on two pillars. We don't want to see families broken up, and we want them to be able to step out of the shadows and pursue the American dream without fear of uh, uh, deportment. Would you say that's fair? Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what we do is we issue an EAD, an Employment Authorization Document. This allows someone to work legally. However, we do not grant them either permanent residency or citizenship. Okay. So they don't get the vote. Mm-hmm. Now, we renew the EAD every three years. And if you have not been convicted of a felony in the last three years, it's rubber stamped. And so what this does is it gives them the ability to, to work and stay here. But as soon as the Democrats make the argument, say, well, wait a second, that's going to make us some kind of second-class citizen. It's not right. And I say, wait a second. You've always made your argument that it's about not breaking up families mm-hmm. and pursuing the American dream without fear. Now you're moving the goalposts. Now you're talking about citizenship. This has never been your argument. You, you know, you've just been lying this whole time. We just gave you what you asked for. Here's the deal. Take it or you know, sit down and shut up. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I, I think uh, Donald Trump would be fine with that, too. I, they could make that deal if they wanted to. But they, they're absolutely. Yeah. They're too excited about using this as a political football for the midterm election, though. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Oh, and Pat, one last thing, because I called a couple of weeks ago about the um, Alexa and listening and making use of the information. Right. A creepier thing happened yesterday. My wife and I are going back and forth. We use Google Talk um, IM during the day. Yeah. We're trying to plan a family trip. She sends me a link to a Norwegian cruise from New York to the Bahamas. Within 15 minutes, I get a Facebook ad, Norwegian cruise, pushed into my Facebook page. Oh, that, for, oh for my God. That happens to, to me all the time. I, I'm, 15 I, minutes. From a, from a text? No, from if you use Gchat. From a, oh, from Gchat. Instant, oh, right. Instant, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. instant Messenger you know, in Gtalk. That's but amazing. Yeah. We, a I, link, a link to the Norwegian cruise thing, New York to Bahamas, and within ten fifteen minutes, it's on my Facebook. Right page, now, this is the mess. Right, the messenger app that's inside of Facebook for the for to go back. No, and no, no, not the like messenger G-Chat. app inside. This is G Talk inside of Google Mail. Okay, so that's it still, went it, from Google to Facebook. Right. Jeez. I mean, I. This, Minutes. We talk about I text any, I text anything because you've said okay for the other apps to share for mo- most of the apps like if you want something done if you want to be able to use the app you have to say yes it's okay for you to look at my pictures and yes it's okay for you to get right. look at my other text you have to say okay yeah, I mean still. if you don't if you you can say no but you're not going to be able nah. to use the app I mean that's just right. the way it is but you're right, right. I that's have that happen. Value. All the time. It is. It is. With, Mark, appreciate uh, the call. With merchandise. I kind of like it because if I'm talking about shoes, then for the next week or so, I'm getting ads for shoes. I don't know. And everything. I kind of like that because that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for I'm not looking for a cruise. He was. Mm-hmm. Right? So the cruise should go to him. Right? Yeah. I. I it's That is chilling. It's chilling and it's a real problem. And, and I mean, that... Is it happens all the time? That's another step toward tyranny. If this is ever used against us, you you just can't assume that it's always going to be benign. We can't do that. You can't assume that they're just trying to help us. No, we can't assume that they're just trying to help us. Now, the companies, Google and Facebook, they're just trying to help themselves. It's got nothing to do with helping us. Right. They want more money. They want more money, which they're they're getting. And they're going to continue to use this stuff. But when. When things turn oppressive, and there's a very good chance they could, uh, that's going to be very, very dangerous. A lot of people are going to be caught up in that. I mean, 15 minutes. Oh, faster! And you've than already that. got faster. I mean, I, he, he. Wow. I, I've, I, I know for a fact that it's faster than that. I've seen it work faster than that with text. Well, I'm sure it does. But and, and looking 15 for minutes is fast enough. Looking for something. Uh, so many times, especially when I, I know what. Uh, what I've been looking at for the show a lot of times because I'll get ads mm-hmm. for particular products or whatever. And uh, it's all, and yes, some of those products might be thought of as to be indecent. It's for the show. <laughs> it's for the show, really. But it's for the show. Okay. It's all for the show. Uh-huh. But uh, this is why it's more important than ever that Alex Jones uh, takes the calls to Donald Trump. <laughs> this, this yeah. We cannot have this <laughs> yes, anymore. I mean, exactly right. have to talk. We tell you about Cosmo Hurst's kids. They're on a mission. The founder is Victoria Hurst. Her family is the Hurst Corporation, which, of course, publishes Cosmo. Um, but she believes that Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to kids. So 
while she's all about free speech as well, she's not trying to censor them. She's not trying to drive them out of business. Her goal is to have states material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmopolitan magazine. And then, you know, when they go to the grocery store or wherever, the convenience store, kids under 18 can't buy the magazine. It's just got too many articles, too many photos, too much stuff in it that is just super inappropriate for kids. And so we want to protect them from that. If you believe that too, uh, find out how to get involved. Go to CosmoHurtsKids.com and let's all take a stand in keeping porn out of the hands of kids. CosmoHurtsKids.com Pat Gray Unleashed The Blaze Radio Network Pat Gray is here. And thank you for being here as well. 888 900 Had some uh, new inductions into the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday. It was a, a really big day for Chipper Jones and Vladimir Guerrero. Uh, who else went in? I'm just, uh, I just had the story and now I don't know where I... Okay, Chipper Jones, Jim Trevor, Tomey, right? Jim Tomey, uh, Vladimir Guerrero, and Trevor Hoffman. Right. I mean, I, I don't know how you forgot about Trevor Hoffman. <laughs> uh, just the fact that I don't know who he is. I guess he's a reliever. I mean, it's Trevor Hoffman. There have only been a few, like six, I think, relievers uh, inducted, and he's now one of them. Jones and Tomey received 97.2% and 89.8% of the vote, respectively. I mean, they, I mean Chipper. Chipper, man. Come on. That guy could play baseball. He's a switch hitter that hit almost exactly the same from the left and the right. He hit 304 from the right side. Lifetime, 303 from the left side. That's I mean, incredible. He, he and That's along incredible. with the rest of his Atlanta Braves were a force to be reckoned with at the time. Six or seven are in the hall yes. from the same team. From the same team. Right. I wonder if that's the most, though, because we had the big red machine, right? Well, with the, the think, Yankees of the 50s and 60s probably had oh, several. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would they think. probably got a couple thousand. Yeah. yeah but that's right. That's a lot, though. I don't care who you are. That's a lot. Yeah, so Jones joins the other Braves members that won 14 straight <laughs> National, uh, National League East titles, including Smoltz, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, uh, Bobby Cox, general manager, John uh, Schurholtz, and now you also have right. Chipper Jones. So you got uh, one, two, three, the, th- the three pitchers and Chipper Jones, four guys who played. That's, that's really something. And the other thing that's kind of interesting right now, and if you're a fan, I- I'd like to know your thoughts on this. The people, the guys who are tainted, with the whole steroid situation that everybody knows they took performance enhancing drugs, even if they haven't admitted it, like Roger Clemens. I don't think Clemens has ever said, yeah, I, uh, I took steroids. In fact, I think he's vehemently denied it that he has, yes. to this day. Yes, he has. He threw his wife under the bus for he that. Sure did, which was a very uncool move. Yeah, because he got human, he got HGH delivered to his house. Yeah. Yeah, that was for my wife, Debbie. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Your wife? Uh, that's what the man said. Your wife was taking that's HGH, not you? Said. Oh, wow. That's weird. <laughs> that was disappointing. Yeah. Seriously, I was disappointed. Are you saying it's not possible? And Yes, I'm saying it's not possible. Yeah. You know for a fact that the wife is not taking HGH. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Debbie Clemens pretty sure, taking the HGH. Pretty sure there's still a reasonable doubt right there. <laughs> but these guys are all inching back into the discussion. You know, at the beginning, it was like, no, we're not voting for those guys. They're dirty. They cheated. We're not doing it. They're not ever getting in. People like Sammy Sosa, uh, Mark McGuire, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, of course. Of course. Well, now, Bonds and Clemens yesterday got 57 and 56% of the vote, respectively. You only need 75. Let's get a bit. They started at like 8%. So they're being more and more accepted. Well, the farther away it gets from the from the time, right? The yes. more and more accepted because you end up yep. looking at the records and you and, and forget, you forget right you forget that and you they forget made, well they uh, cheated to get well, that those stats uh, cheat is such a hard word yeah it's, it's just a, kind of a truthful word, word uh, well, is the way i look I mean, at it they, they yeah it's they, just a word you know that describes to enhance their play right which is cheating mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. at the time it may have been looked frowned upon rule wise but who you know sometimes ah. sometimes you don't get ahead without breaking a couple of rules <laughs> yeah the right. rules are made to be broken after right. all. And they were. <laughs> so it, I, pretty soon it'll be it'll be impossible yeah, to ignore Barry yes. Bonds. Get him in. Let it, him in. Let's it, get it over with. It's going to happen, it looks like. Come it, on, man. They, they, they you know, look. During those years, people came back to baseball in droves. They were loving it. They they raised the the eyebrows of so many people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, put them in. They deserve to be there. And you know who else deserves to be there? Gosh darn it. Pete, Pete Rose. Rose had enough of it. You're not even talking steroids in his case. He voted. He, he gambled on some games. So what? Had enough of Pete Rose. The guy, you listen to anybody that was ever around Pete Rose during his playing days, nobody knew baseball better. Nobody understood the game more. I watched a thing not long ago uh, where he was giving a batting uh, tutorial on Fox Sports. I couldn't turn away. I'm watching mm-hmm. Pete Rose. The guy's 80 years old. I'm watching Pete Rose go a batting tutorial. I know. Put the man in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he he deserves it. I Come mean, on. it's it's ridiculous that he's not there. And he didn't even he didn't even cheat like these guys did. He just bet on games. He had a gambling situation. So what? That didn't affect his play. It's right. it's it's kind of weird. When you're willing to put in some of these guys who absolutely cheated, absolutely took performance enhancing drugs, they're going in now, some of them. Oh, yeah. Some of them are already in. And this guy you're going to keep out, who's one of the greatest players of all time because he bet on games, no. it just doesn't, there's no consistency No, there. there is not. There is not. And Pete Rose uh, mm-hmm. far, far outweighs being in the Hall of Fame other than these guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Bonds, based on his numbers, definitely belongs. Uh, but, you know, he cheated. And everybody knows. Well, of course, it. he belongs. I'm not saying I, I don't mean that, but I just mean Pete Rose has been a superstar forever and brought uh, brought what some of the hit show uh, steroid taken guys brought to baseball. Right? I mean, people mm-hmm. came to the park to see Pete Rose. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They were there. And they, you know, obviously he was, you know, part of the big red machine, and there were other players that people came to see. But you came to see Pete Rose play. Yeah, baseball. he's a huge attraction. Yes, huge. 
So I mean, put him in the Hall of Fame. I, I, worst case scenario, I you so. put him in as a player, and you disregard his managerial years. Oh, okay, I, whatever. Of course, you put him in as player. I, I, no, but I'm just saying, you know, that instead of just putting him in mm-hmm. as you know the total package, right? Just did, didn't he used to manage? Oh, it doesn't say so on the wall. So no, <laughs> we just we just don't talk about those years. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. Your thoughts? More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, we were just kind of kicking around the Baseball Hall of Fame inductees a few minutes ago. Uh, it's kind of interesting to me because the steroid-tainted players through the so-called steroid era have been pretty much rejected. There have been a few that have gotten through now. Uh, but they're every year, they inch a little bit closer to total acceptance and induction into the Hall, including Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, two of the... Well, uh, the guys who really symbolize it now, I think. They're they're kind of the symbol of the steroid era. Both obviously have more than Hall of Fame numbers, but everybody believes they did steroids. Now, initially, that was going to keep everybody out, but these new voters don't care anymore. The, the ones who are coming in are almost all voting for the Barry Bonds and the Roger Clemens. And then I think... The sentiment from those people who have not been voting for him all along, probably starting to wane a little bit uh, with age. You're thinking, ah, look at those numbers. Eh, is it really that big a deal? Eh, plus, ah, let him in. if you had the batter, you had the hitter and the pitcher, both on steroids, it's an even battle, right? Eh, put him yeah, all in. in. <laughs> let him in. And, you know, I looked, uh, you know, speaking of, of uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, hashtag tell Pat, Bud Selig made bank during the PED era, and he's in the hall. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I mean. Uh, so then you look at a guy like Pete Rose, who didn't take any performance enhancing drugs, uh, but did, he, he gambled on some games. And he's been banned ever since. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Time to put Pete Rose into the hall. Please do it before he dies. Be nice. Yes. I mean, that's what they're... uh, It'd be so meaningless if after he dies, they do it posthumously. And that's what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to wait him out. And Pete's (sighs) outliving him, so good for him. Yeah. Yes. It's the younger wife. But uh, (laughs) it's the younger wife. Good for him. Is that what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It absolutely is. Pete's, uh, I don't know, Pete's like pushing 80 and... The wife is not, I guarantee you. She's about um, 18, 19, <laughs> yeah. something like that. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Janine in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey, hey Jeffy. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you guys chiming in for Pete because I'm I'm an old-timer from Cincinnati. 
I used to go to games when they actually were at Crosley, Crosley Field there. Or oh, yeah. I bet that was great. No kidding. Oh, it was great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. My grandfather took me there, you know, and the, the old wood, you know, wood set up over there. They, mm-hmm. and, then, and then when they switched over to the uh, big stadium in Cincinnati after in 1970. But, you know, Pete Rose, the, there's politics being played here. Politics, because Pete didn't take any guff off of these uh, these. Uh, these baseball directors, but right. Selig, Selig, he had a yeah. hard on for him. Yeah. Oh hard, yeah. Pardon me. yeah. Pardon, pardon me on that, but but seriously, <laughs> Pete didn't do anything that 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 even qualifies what Daryl Strawberry did, and he's in the Hall of Fame. He, I mean, this, this, there's a guy that was Strawberry not only taking drugs, he was trafficking them. Uh, right. Right. Wait. Although I'm not sure, is Daryl Strawberry in the Hall? I don't think so. I'm yes, looking right is. now. Daryl yes, Strawberry yes, in the Hall is. of Fame. Wow, that's yes, uh, he is. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Mets Remember Hall of Fame. Remember that very well. And the, the people in Cincinnati were hot about that. Oh, he's in the Mets Hall of Fame. I don't think he's in the real Hall of Fame. Look it up. We're he's looking, in there. I'm looking right now. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Janine. Really good point. We're looking at uh, Daryl Strawberry. Come on now. He's in the Mets Hall of Fame. He's not in the Mets Hall of Fame. No way. Yeah, he is not in the Hall of Fame. Daryl's not in the Hall. No, I mean Daryl. I've I've been I've been had a couple of run-ins with Daryl, who's a nice guy, uh, you know, really, really nice mm-hmm. man. But he, he's also a troubled guy. How did you have run-ins a with troubled the guy? Daryl? He was lived in Tampa for a while. Mm-hmm. In fact, he still may live in Tampa Bay. But he's had. I mean, we've had him on the air a bunch, and he's also had trouble with um, uh, relapsing. Yeah, uh, over the years yeah, in the Tampa Bay area, some may have been reported, that. some may have not. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's been a it's been a struggle. That's why I don't, I don't think I mean he Daryl was a great. I mean, he was so good. But he was I don't, good. I don't know that. I don't believe that he's in the Hall of Fame. He was good, but he doesn't and he doesn't have a Hall of Fame numbers. I'm looking at his. Uh, well, that's because of his struggles, though. Right? I mean, he probably if, had he not obviously yeah. lifetime had average been different. He would have been better, but you know he he would have ended up uh, being in the Hall had he not had had his. His struggles. lifetime batting average two fifty nine. 335 home runs, those 1,000 RBIs. That's, those aren't Hall of Fame numbers. But, um, you know, he was a good player. There's no doubt about it. There's a difference between a, a really good player, um, an all-star player like Daryl Strawberry, and a Hall of Fame right. player, you know? Uh, 888-933-93. Uh, oh, Charlie in Wisconsin. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi there. Uh, Hi. I think Pete Rose got a raw deal, mm-hmm. and he should have been in like 20 years ago already. Hey, I can he... show an example. I'm up in Wisconsin. We've got the Green Bay Packers. We had, in my day, we had Paul Horning. He was a little rabble rouser. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he was out running around with the women. He was loose with money, gambling, everything else. <laughs> right. He shot him for a while. He's in the Packer Hall of Fame, and he is in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Charlie. That was a different time, man. In fact, they kind of admired people like Paul Horning back then. Yes, they did. <laughs> they were like, hey, the guy's out drinking all night, and then he comes and plays a pretty good game on Sunday. That's cool. We like this guy. I mean, it's a different attitude now. Well, I mean, it's you know? tough. It's tough to drink all night and then still perform during the day. You're telling me. <laughs> a lot of people can't do it. Yeah, the perform during the day has to be part of that equation. That's what I said. Yeah. So I said a lot of so, people can't do it. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm a saying. A lot of people have struggles do. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. 
888-933-93. Also on this uh, DACA situation, uh, Joe Manchin, who is somewhat of a reasonable Democrat from time to time, was on CNN yesterday talking to Chris Cuomo about the uh, DACA deal and and whether or not the president is uh, actually open to a plan uh, listen to what he had to say. Okay. Those children, they came in undocumented, mm-hmm. uh, but, but no powers of their own, and they came here with their parents at very young ages. They're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone realizes this is the only home they have. We're not going to send them somewhere else that mm-hmm. they don't know and put them in jeopardy. That won't happen. I truly believe with all my heart. With that being said, where do we go from there? What about the parents? And then they call the migration with many more people in the family. That needs to be tightened up and needs to be basically vetted properly. Just because you might get a pathway to citizenship, you become a citizen. United States citizens and our whole citizenship is based around family unity. Is pathway to citizenship even on the table? Pardon me? Is pathway to citizenship even on the table? For DACA, it is. You saw the 12-year, it was a 12-year pathway. They get two years credit for DACA since they've been here all their lives. And it's still a 10-year process. Mm -hmm. Do the parents trying to work things out. Uh, that's what's holding it up. It's not holding up to these children belong in America or not. Mm. It's what else can you close? And then you have the border, the border security, border wall, whatever you want to call it. They're getting into a tiff about this, Chris. We have to have border security. We know that. Did you just hear a Democrat say we have to have border, border security? security? That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So if the president calls it a border wall, we do need wall. We need to repair some wall. We, do we need, need to build wall. some new wall. We need other mm. technologies, too. Well, it's messaging. It's messaging because you Democrats messaging. are going to have to swallow him rubbing your face in it and saying, that I got the that, wall, you lost. But it, 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 matters, it matters politically, and that can create energy. And then you have the president also who's fighting your assumption a little bit. You're saying the men and women up there want to help these people. You know, Mick mm-hmm. Mulvaney was on here, and the president echoed his own statement that I'm going to give on DACA only as much as I get in return. That's well, not compassion. There's no such thing as calibrated compassion. Chris, I met with him two days ago, sat in his office, myself and Doug Mm -hmm. Jones went over there and we sat with the president, talked to him. I can tell you sincerely, he believes these children need a pathway forward. He's sympathetic towards that. Now, there might be people around him that aren't quite as sympathetic as he is. But my gut tells me the president wants to get this done. I'm willing to continue to keep working with him in a bipartisan way, be an honest broker, tell him what I think will work and what won't work. We need to get past all this. We, had, we just had an incredible wow. moment there. That's no kidding. You just had a sitting Democrat senator defend Donald Trump on a position. Amazing. Actually, actually opposed Chris Cuomo on what Donald Trump was all about. Because he was trying to say he doesn't care about people. He just wants uh, what he wants. Amazing. He doesn't care about people. When Manchin actually makes the point, yeah, he does. I just sat down with him. He's sincere about it. That's the kind of cooperation we need in this country. If we could get more than one person on board, it would be nice. I was just going to say that's actually what we what we want, right? Yes. I mean, that's what we want. He's he's talking about things that we actually do need border security. We need to find a way to uh, shore up our borders. But you know, these people also need a pathway to citizenship, and he believes in that. I mean, that's pretty uh-huh. amazing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into the pathway to citizenship, but yeah, I don't think you reward people for breaking the law all this well, time. Well, they're going to. And the longer they break the law, the more we like to reward them for whatever yep. reason. It's just bizarre to they, me. But, but that is an incredible moment. There's a guy who actually understands 
hey, Trump's on our side. Why don't we work with the guy? Thank you. That's incredible because it never happens because their white hot hatred for Trump is such that they ignore the actual policy he has. I mean, since the beginning. Uh, from the right, beginning. I mean, he was, he was the day yeah. of inauguration. Then we had marches on D.C. of hatred for Donald Trump. Man has man's on your side. Yes, what you're doing. Yes, yeah. Oh, at at least amazing. on the DACA thing, he's on their side. On the LGBT thing, he's on their side. Yeah, it's just so little rationality from Joe Manchin was was nice to hear. Uh, pretty refreshing. Mike in North Carolina, welcome to the Blaze. Hey, uh, what's up, Pat and hey. um. <clears throat> Jeffy. <laughs> um, no, this is what makes me mad. Is he said, I mean, if it's all about the people and being compassionate, Trump said, yeah. I mean, he actually said, yeah, I'll do it. I'm Native American. You don't really want to know what I have to say about immigration. I mean, <laughs> when it really comes down to it. But he said, I will give you everything you want. Just build my wall. Right. And I always knew from the, from the, from the jump that Mexico won't pay him for that wall. I will I'll right. pay for it. I mean, uh, fine, I will. I, I mean, I, aside from the fact that it was a law in 2006, right. it should have already been built. Yes, a long time ago. A long yes, time sir. ago. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, but but here's, here's my main point. Um, I would go a step farther and say, fine, the kids can stay. They can stay. You said when you brought them here, it was for a better life. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, now, now you've done that. Now you go home, and we'll take care of them. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but they got the parents got to go. Yeah. Grandparents, uncles, everybody they got to go. I, I I think so too. I I don't think they'll do that though. Do you? I know. I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. believe they'll do that at all. In fact, uh, appreciate the call, Mike. What I think they'll do is they'll say, "Yeah, well, there you can't separate the family because well, that's yeah, what that... we always hear. You can't separate right. the family. Now you got to legalize the parents. Parents have to be able to stay here too. Well, no. Wait a minute. Your whole excuse for the kids is. They came here through no fault of their own. Right. You can't use that with the, with the adults. They broke our law. They knowingly broke the law and brought their kids here. Kids stay. Parents go home. Sorry. Well, what, what the big story a couple weeks ago was the guy in Detroit, right, that uh, was asked, was going back to Mexico on Martin Luther King. Yeah, and he'd been 15. here for, he's 39 years old right, or something. Right, he'd been here since he was 10. Yeah. And they were breaking up, you know, they... They made such a big deal about how dare they send him home on Martin Luther King Day. Well, first of all, they had already said they were going to send him home earlier and had and had backed off and said, "Okay, you can stay over the holidays." Yeah. So they were being yeah. they actually were nice. It wasn't like they were sending him home on MLK Day on purpose. Mm-hmm. They'd already been nice. But he's got a family, right? And the whole time over the holidays, I love the, the whole story is built around they're breaking up the family, they're breaking up the family, over and they're over breaking and over. up the family. And I'm thinking hear. So all this time that they gave you to say, hey, uh, you're, you have to go back. You can't stay here. You can't stay here. So we make arrangements for your family. For the whole family to go have a place with you down there? Right. right. What? I'm Are you sorry. kidding me? That, you know what? That is not on us. Right. And I'm tired of them trying to put it on us. Oh, I mean, that's the whole story. That's the whole base of the It's their the decision. If Thank you, you. You decided you got into this mess. Now, you decide how you deal with it, since these are the consequences. There just are consequences. There have to be. Uh, we, we can't just ignore U.S. law because it's going to hurt some people's feelings and inconvenience people. We never let that cloud our judgment when an American citizen 
commits a crime. Nope. They're separated from their family. Nobody says, oh, you can't break up a family and send him to jail. <gasps> what, what will they do? How are they going to get a- along in life? Nobody ever talks like that. 888 uh, and much more where this came from. But, you know, the holidays are over, but winter is just settling in. Actually, amazingly, in Texas, it's uh, we got about eight days now of 60s. Yeah, it's been mid, nice. Mid it's been, to high gets, 60s. gets nice and cold during the night. Sun yeah. goes down, gets nice warm yeah. during the day. Chilly. I like it. But we're going to get another cold front end of next week, and you want to be prepared because your house is all shut up and and all of that pollen that's trapped in your house and the mold and the dust all circulates around there, especially if you have a dirty filter. Something great you can do about that, go to filterby.com. This is an amazing company. Love these guys. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They have over 600 different filter sizes. And they'll, they'll even custom make one for you if you need. They're all shipped free within 24 hours. So you might think, well, yeah, I, I, I want it right now. And so I don't want to wait around for it. You don't have to. It'll get there in 24 hours. And all of these filters manufactured right here in America. You're supporting Americans. Filter Buy offers a multitude of MERV options, too, all the way up to hospital grade. So it really cleans out the air in your home. Right now, you'll save 5% when you set up auto delivery. That way, you don't have to think, well, is it time again? Because when it is time, the filter shows up at your door. Love that. So you don't have to think about it anymore. Go to filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Of course, Jeffy had to look up Pete Rose's wife. This is what wife eighteen or something. She's she's like she's thirty four years old. Your microphone. Thirty four, right? It's half. Yeah. So that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, Pete's seventy six. <laughs> that's what I was saying, though. Actually, he's there if they're hoping for him to uh, to pass away, and then they can. Give it to him posthumously and be the way we let him in the hall finally. Um, he's waiting him out. He's like, nope, I'm coming home to this, so I'm not going to die soon. Yeah. I mean, a- so good for him. Actually, he was married to uh, the wife previously for 27 years almost. That's pretty good. Yeah. Right? I mean. The second wife. And I think the first wife they were married for. I don't know. Huh. That might have been the one that was quick. But I know he's, he's, got, he's got some children and stuff, too. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's a family guy. He's a loving guy. <laughs> <laughs> just love a guy right yeah, yeah okay yeah. uh chuck in pennsylvania you're on the blaze hi <laughs> just talking about barry bonds yesterday having a discussion and i just think that you know when they say well we could put an asterisk in the uh hall of fame put them in there and put an asterisk and i'm bothered by that because you know roger maris got an asterisk and mm-hmm. all he did was play eight more games than babe ruth right to be able to break the record. You know, if they want to do something, if Bonds goes in, and I, I'm not for that, but if he goes in, 
maybe they could put a little hypodermic needle in there or something. <laughs> uh, maybe have one just sticking out of his bust. Uh, yeah, it yeah, uh, might be good. I like that. Yeah. All right, thanks, okay. Chuck. That's <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea. It's funny. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I was reading this uh, article, this opinion piece that David Harsani wrote, who used to work for the Blaze, um, and the title of it was just so good that I thought, yeah, why, why can't we just get there? The title of his article was, Maybe Americans Just Want a Rational Immigration Policy. That'd be nice. Yeah, be nice. wouldn't it? I mean, this is what we talk about all the time. If we could just secure our border and then enforce our law, that's all you have to do. And then just allow people to come here legally if, uh, if they want to and if they qualify. It, it would just, wouldn't that kind of, would that be a helpful thing to uh, to make happen? Just everybody decide, yes, the law means something to a sovereign nation. We've got to do it. We've got to secure the border so that we're not hemorrhaging anymore. And then we'll deal with the other, the other problems that we have from these other 20 or 30 million people here and figure out what to do with them. Uh, but left-wing politicians um, continually... Yelling and screaming that if you want legal immigration, if you want immigration laws ref- uh, enforced, that you're a hater, you're a xenophobe, you're you're afraid of foreigners, you're a nationalist, you're a jingoist, all of these things, and we just want a reasonable policy. And sadly, Republicans just can't seem to defend themselves. On this or any other issue. But if they would turn it around and talk about the interest of the people involved, like those who are here illegally, who are encouraged not to learn English, is that helping them? No, it's keeping them handicapped. It's, It's keeping them living at a poverty level. As long as they can't speak English, what great job are they going to have where they can get ahead in life? They can't. And if you would just accentuate what democrat policies are doing uh i would go a really long way because it's hurting these people all these democrat policies where if you teach them english that's some sort of hate form i what are you talking about it just makes sense for them to have to learn english here so that they can get ahead in life we we used to have uh just the greatest couple that cleaned this building um and they did it for years for a long long time and the previous owner paid him dirt because he could. And so he did. Yeah. Uh, when Glenn took over, he like tripled or quadrupled their salary and put the husband to work and paid him because he was helping out the wife every day anyway. Now he's getting paid for it. So it might have increased their salary by five times. But she, despite the fact they'd been here for 20 years, spoke almost no English. So that was really hard. What are you going to do with that? You're going to be destined to a life of doing this, right? You're not going to you're not going to get a computer programmer job. You're not going to be a software developer. You're not going to do a lot of things where you could make a heck of a lot more than minimum wage. And so if we adjusted our strategy uh, strategy a little bit to focus on the people involved, they they can't call us haters. 
and you might actually solve the problem. Yeah, focus on how bad it is for people to speak Spanish only in this country. For them, not for us. Um, it might be irritating sometimes if you can't understand what people are saying to you. But when you focus on what it does to them, it keeps them in a life of abject poverty. Their entire existence in this country. Is that what you want for them? Because that's what you're getting for them. And we, we should approach uh, approach every minority the same way because Democrats have done this to every minority in this country. They've taken advantage of blacks, Hispanics, everybody. So if we just altered our strategy ever so slightly, we'd win this thing and maybe finally get the border secured. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, yeah. that would be nice. Again, every other, every other country on earth secures their border, but we're expected not to for some reason. Oh, no, we're haters. Oh, yeah. We, we are just the... We're the worst people alive. Monsters on the planet for <laughs> right. wanting to secure our borders. Right. And every state has to have 18 different languages for every piece of paper that needs to be filled out for the states. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at it, as you point out, uh, from their advantage, uh, from their viewpoint of, you know, maybe they should learn how to read Yeah, make, sh- make sure they learn English so that they can get ahead in life, so that they're not destined <laughs> to a life of servitude. How dare you. I know. You I know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Is Pat Gray unleashed? And I'm done. Yeah, I'm right here. Time to chew the fat with Jeffy. And that's what we've kind of been doing, right? I mean, it's... sort of. Yeah, but this just makes it official. <laughs> All right, so you've been talking about uh, having some common sense on uh, DACA and letting in some of the dreamers, and maybe we have common sense. And we heard from uh, we heard from the congressman, a Democratic congressman, by the way, speaking uh, strangely, uh, strange words like we need to have a wall and we need to protect the border, and then we need to discuss how we let people into the country. It was really, really strange uh, to have a Democrat congressman talk like that, uh, Joe Manchin. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you want people on your side, DACA recipients, uh, we found out earlier this week that uh, the day of the, the shutdown, they were blocking Disneyland. DACA recipients had signs and holding up, and they were blocking people from getting into Disneyland, saying, you know, with their 20 signs of we must be in our country, it's something to go through every day. Here's an idea. A way to win over the hearts and minds of American people is not to block the entrance of Disneyland. You start blocking the entrance of Disneyland. Yeah, you can't bl- block the, the happiest place on earth. 
You're not going to do it. No dream, no deal. Uh, how about get the hell out of my way? I'm taking the kids to the funnest place on the planet. Okay? They don't do. You're not going to win us over doing that. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Oscars uh, being out and uh, some of the different uh, some of the different uh, uh, Mary Mary J. Blige is in it. She's for the first time. We've got the oldest actor uh, with Christopher Plummer, but we also have the lack of Latino actors for chronic underrepresentation in film. That's mm. what we have for mm. the Oscars. Okay, mm. Latino actors, chronic underrepresentation in film. You realize. Hollywood, you've brought this on yourself, but it's never enough. It's never going to be enough. Hashtag me too. Hashtag not enough African-American people in films. Hashtag it's about time. Hashtag Latino actors and actresses. Hashtag it's never going to be enough. Please just start making films. That's all I want. Just making films. Like, have you seen the make good ones? Be, might be well, nice. Be, have you, be have a you nice... seen the Julia Roberts Owen Wilson movie Wonder? I have, I have not seen it. No. I have not either. But it's made two hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide. Wow. I mean, it's it's not going through the roof. Yeah. I mean, it was it's a twenty million dollar drama, so it's paid off. Uh, it's paid off ten times, ten over, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about the severe facial disfigurement boy. Who has you know struggles in public schooling? And I mean, hello. There's a there's a point for a good movie right there. Mm-hmm. The people still want to see it. So just keep making good movies, okay, Hollywood. That's all you need to do. We don't need to hear from you. I cannot wait. I'm really, I really am honestly excited about what's going to uh, happen at the Oscars. How they're going to treat it. If they're all going to uh, dress in. Um, uh, Complete black with hoods and everything. I want them all covered up. I want everybody just wearing black. All of it. And just walk down the aisle like with the, you know, like a... a, Is that their plan? I have no idea. I don't know. That's what I mean. I'm looking forward to it. Who knows? I I mean, I really don't know if they're going to all just show up in their... In their NASCAR suits with the hashtag Me Too stickers all over. Uh Uh-huh. Or if they're going to try to actually make a statement with, uh, you know, their... uh, $2,000 $2,000 Armani tuxedo that's just black. It's probably going to be more than two grand for an Armani. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did I say 2000 That's you, off. That's if you can get one for two, I, I snapped that off. Yeah, you yeah. pretty much, that was, that's the one I wore two years ago. It's been in my trunk for a month. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. All right, so we all love taking selfies of ourselves, right? I mean, Pat, you're, no. I, I mean, you're, Pat, check it out, that, We'll just hold up the phone here. Just a selfie taking. All right, cool. smile. Yeah. I mean, you. Uh-huh. Every time you turn around, Pat's trying to take a take a picture of himself with his stupid phone. I'm so sick of it. It's like Pat, stop, okay? <laughs> stop it. We've had enough. Not everybody needs to see your stupid face on your Instagram page, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Well, this uh, footage from India uh, showed up yesterday, and uh, it's about a guy trying to take a selfie. Uh, with a train, an oncoming train. And it shows him preparing himself to get that picture. That He wants that last second picture of that train and him in the picture with that train right there. Uh, he stood a little close. Let's uh, take a look. He stood just a tad close. If you're watching on uh, Blaze Television, you can see he's just... The train is trying to tell him, hey, I'm coming. 
Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean to tell you, wow. for those of you on Blaze Radio, yes, he was too close to the train. He got hit by the train. Now, however, he lived. Serious head injuries, but he's alive and survived the incident, which is you know unbelievable. Incredible, because usually you Jeez. think that people who are that dumb, yeah, don't make it through it. But he is. He did. And congratulations to him. But that's you know, there's there's a time and a place for selfies. <laughs> train tracks probably not one of them. Especially with an oncoming train, and you know it's oncoming, and you just keep standing there. <laughs> Hello. In today's oh, world, man. in today's world of wanting to get your pictures, uh, you know, viral, mm-hmm. um, people will do dumb things. I mean, not long ago we had. Yeah, I hope it was worth it for him. I'll bet yeah. a lot of people have seen that uh, Boy, video. No now. kidding. And uh, uh, he's the, a star. The. Uh, uh, not too long ago, there was a girl who was uh, on vacation, right? And she's wanting the guy to film her, and she's starts. She takes off her top and hangs out the window and trying to be for the viral video. And uh, I mean, they ended up, she ended up hitting a pole. I don't know that she actually Oof. survived. Oh no, really? No, I don't think she survived. There's plenty of selfie people oh, that are man. people trying to take selfies and provide uh, great things for their for their Instagram account. Uh, don't make it. I'm gonna say that's not worth it. You know, I'm, that? I know that's I'm going out on a limb. It's not worth it. It's not worth the selfie to, you know, get killed. Um, well, not to get killed, but I mean, if you just get hit by a pole or something, you're okay. I mean, if they, like this guy got hit by the train. Yeah. He got hit by the train. It's worth it. <laughs> right? I mean, it's worth it to him because he. He cause lived. So, yeah. I'm he's sure good. And he's got he's got a great selfie to show for it now. He's got a great selfie to show for it. He's got uh, he's got the, he's got the train tattoo. Mm-hmm. Along the side of his face, <laughs> right? So that's he's got that going for him. Yeah, uh, that's world class, man. Wow, <laughs> so incredibly stupid. Also, you know, I got this story yesterday. I don't know which I'm kind of kind of bugged by it. This Bradenton man, seventy one, was in trouble. He pled guilty. Uh, he pled guilty because uh, apparently he was, and he wasn't telling the truth to the government. All right. I mean, he he got sentenced to nine months of home detention, five years probation. And if that wasn't enough, they're going to fine him f- over five hundred thousand dollars, five hundred eighty-three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, look, he was a veteran and is a veteran of the Vietnam War. Now, did he say that he was blind to get more money? Yes, for years. <laughs> did he get some grants for a special car and? adaptive housing and medical benefits for his wife that he probably didn't need because he really wasn't blind. Yes. Did this happen for a number of years? Yes. But who investigated my man? I mean, he was investigated by the department of veterans affairs and the office inspector. Do they, are we just investigating every veteran now? Well, every veteran committing fraud, uh, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. Let's, Let's investigate it and put a stop to it. Yeah, but who said, okay, so he said he was blind uh-huh. and couldn't see now. So anytime somebody claims that they have a disability, they get investigated? I No, I doubt that. 
But it probably becomes evident when somebody's saying they're blind and then they're clearly not, and you're seeing them around driving cars and things. Well, he wasn't driving, but he was. It's not really difficult to figure that out. uh, You know, apparently he was observed mowing the lawn and running errands and banking. There you go. Okay. You know. And that may have prompted an investigation. I am kind of okay with that. I mean. That's kind of where you put a stop to the fraud. (laughs) But 500 grand. I mean, if that's what he stole, that's what you pay back. I mean, Don blows that up going down to Mar-a-Lago on the weekend. Right? (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) I love the fact that's actually a good thing that we're starting to take a little bit of this fraud seriously. Yeah. Uh, Putting the jokes aside of of him getting busted. I I am really trying to figure out how that happened because, uh, you know, there's he's obviously a, a small potatoes for what they're investigating as far as fraud in the va mm-hmm. and uh um i would be concerned if it did someone turn him in or if they were actually going after you know the person at the va that were help was helping you know too many people saying too many people were were uh, uh handicapped and needed help and cost way too much money so they investigated all that person's cases or something i just i would like to, i'd be interested to know how they came about figuring out he was actually defrauding the government mm. uh, anyway it's just uh it's good that we're finally doing that well blindness right? would be a pretty easy one to detect well um, but you could say now there's plenty of now he said according easy. to the story he said that he was 100 percent blind but there's plenty of people who are legally blind that can still make out shapes and see things so yeah you know, he just went too, yeah he went too far pat apparently yeah sometimes you get apparently greedy. yeah i mean you know that as well as i do pat. Um, sometimes when you try to mm-hmm. When you try to, well, when you try to change the truth a little, mm-hmm. you, know, you might get greedy. Might go a little bit too far. Well, you get greedy. Instead yeah. of saying, you know, instead of taking the 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 extra five grand a month for being, uh, you know, it's just kind of blind, you figure, well, you know, yeah, I'm a hundred percent blind. Give me the ten grand a month. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you get oh, greedy. Yeah. Sure, you get greedy. All right. Also, yesterday in Arizona. Uh, there was a big car crash because of a police chase, and it ended in a head-on crash. And we have a little bit of the footage of the car crash in Phoenix, and it started, it was a 60- or 70-mile chase uh, that started from a state trooper in Arizona, and then the guy decided, hey, I'm not going to get pulled over. And they chased this guy uh, for this. 70 miles. Unbelievable. And he starts going through traffic. Oh. Look at that. And if you're Man. watching on, uh, if you're listening on Blaze Radio, it ends he, in a head-on collision. He takes off and he slams in, going the wrong, on the wrong side of the road uh, on a busy highway in Phoenix and uh, by the Arizona State University and crashes. But he gets out. I mean, the helicopter has been following him now, and he gets out and runs away. And the, I believe he probably should have kept running. He may have been able to put up a good fight for that. Uh, the way it looks, it looks like police were confused whether he was the guy or not. Uh, we saw him get out, and the car that he hit, uh, the lady is not uh, is not in uh, bad shape. So good, wow, good. But yeah, it does bring good. to mind. I'm watching this chase, and every time I see these chases, especially as more, I mean, obviously we see more of them in California than ever before. But you know, for years, haven't we battled forever uh, the 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 case that police should not chase? Mm-hmm. criminals yeah some departments have um, that i mean that policy yeah uh, there are cities around the country that have made that their rule because that's how they end 
all too often. Yeah. Is with some spectacular car crash where people Into other automobiles or businesses or homes or crowds of people. Yeah. And this, this race was, you know, 70, 60, 70 miles long. I mean, at some point you've got to go, okay, we know the car. We know who the guy is. We'll get him later. Yeah. Let's... Mm-hmm. Let's not put anyone in anyone else in harm's way. I mean, at some point we have to reach that, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of jurisdictions already have. And I, I would not be surprised to see uh, Phoenix, Arizona become one very <laughs> yeah, soon. No kidding. <laughs> uh, there'll be a little outcry after that, I'm sure. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up in a second. But I got to tell you about if you're selling your house or maybe you're buying one. And you've had a bad experience with a real estate agent. There's just, there's nothing worse because it's such a huge investment. You want things to go well. Glenn and Tanya went through this when they were in Connecticut. And they had a really bad experience trying to sell that house. Couldn't get it sold. Took a really long time. And so all these entanglements came up and they were fed up. So they set out to help people have a better experience. And they put together Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a network of over 1,200 agents all over America. The first criteria, they got to be fans of the show. Why? Because then they have your values. They share your values. And they're rigorously qualified by Glenn's team for their experience. What's their marketing plan? What's their character like? And then uh, what kind of results do they get? All of those things combined and... Uh, when we find those people, they become real estate agents I trust. It's made up of only the best agents in America. This is the biggest investment you'll ever make. Don't let it go south on you because there's no reason to use a friend. And then, you know, that causes all kinds of problems between you. It's just, it's not good. If you're trying to sell your house fast and for the most money, or if you're even looking to buy real estate agents, I trust is where you need to go. You'll be introduced to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. We're number 17. We're number, number 17. 17. We're, we're number 17. 17. <laughs> Freest economies on earth. We're number 17. 17. <laughs> unbelievable, right? That's unbelievable. This is the, How could that be? the birthplace of capitalism, essentially. It's the capital of capitalism. And we're 17th freest jurisdiction in the world. 17th. This has got to be like a UN to put together thing, right? Got to be. I, I don't know. The, it, it's, it's, probably, it, it's probably not one of those things because we're actually not that free anymore. We, we have too many regulations. We've got too much government control. And places like Switzerland. Switzerland's number one. Number one in the world. Followed by Hong Kong uh, and New Zealand and then Ireland. Hong Kong, by the way, run by the Chinese. Second freest economy in the world. Uh, and New Zealand is third. Then 
Ireland, Australia, Finland, Norway, Denmark, Netherlands, and the UK. Good golly. Oh, come on. And we're 17. Come on now. The least free countries. Come on now. We are not, we are not, we are not less free than the United Kingdom. I don't buy it. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You, you look at the indicators. This Some of the things that they uh, use as barometers. A rule of law, procedure of justice, civil justice, criminal justice, uh, security and safety, homicide, disappearance, conflict, terrorism, women's security. So, yeah, there may be some... There may be maybe some nonsensical measurements in this. Freedom of movement, they measure that. Religious freedom, uh, freedom to, to associate with people and express and use information. Identify and uh, take advantage of relationships. There's quite a okay. few. Uh, size of government is in there. Regulation is in there. Uh, tariffs and uh, trade. So they use a lot of different barometers that goes into this mix. At the other end of the scale, Burundi, they're at the other end of every scale. Uh, just, I, don't, I don't think I want to live in Burundi anytime soon. But this is a good place. To, there's no place to go but up. You're right. Well, true. Uh, Central African Republic, followed by the uh, Congo, Algeria, Iran, Egypt, Yemen, Libya. Getting a, uh, I don't know, sort of a, a theme there, maybe. Uh, Venezuela and Syria. What would that thing be? I'm not sure what. Not terribly free, those places. Not terribly free. I mean, they're kind of, except for Venezuela, I mean, they're kind of in the same neck of the woods. You know, kind, of, kind of, yeah. Of uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Kind of run by the same kind of people. So uh, huh. that's great. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Julie in Tennessee. Julie, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, hi, Jeffy. Um, <laughs> we, there's a problem within the VA system besides the VA complaining about getting uh, defrauded. As a veteran, I go and I have some service-connected medications, and they are always screwing up my billing, and, and they're, I always have to call and say, no, this is service-connected, so I get all these crazy bills. Well, there was two outstanding uh, things that were on my bill that I had to pay for, so I could never get it corrected, so I finally said, okay, I'm going to pay for this. Well, there were fees added. So when I went to go pay for it two days ago, they said, oh, it's been sent to cross-servicing. I'm like, what's that? Well, now what they've done is they've set it up where it's a debt collection within the VA that is directly connected to the, to the Department VA. of Treasury. Nice. Oh, wow. And then what they do is they tack on all these service fee- uh, all these fees to, so now a $16 Bill went to twenty five sixty, which is not a lot, right? But it's a principle. Still though, right? Absolutely. And so then, the VA pharmacy connected me to cross servicing, and they didn't realize I was on the phone. And cross servicing told the woman, the representative from the VA, they had over two hundred and forty thousand files that they hadn't dumped onto their server yet of veterans that they were going to slam with 28% interest. Oh, my gosh. Plus, yeah, I, yes, I, I was on the phone. Wow. Today, so I, I, I about flipped out. Did you, let them know that, in, did you let them know that you heard that? They finally, yeah, I said, well, I'm on the line. And uh-huh. that person about, I, they were like, oh, you got nervous. So I'm, I'm like so 
uh, I'm upset. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping my cool. But now, wow. I and I wanted to pay the debt. Now they're going to tack on 28% onto, onto an originally $16 bill that went to twenty five sixty. Now I'm going to pay an additional 28%. Why would they I mean, be out talking, to screw over our veterans like that? Why would they do I, this? It's, I think it's they're they're financially and emotionally doing this, and because I have a small, I have twenty percent. They, the woman at the VA said they should never, it should never have gone to cross uh, to cross servicing. They could have just pulled it from the disability payment. Right. Mm. They should never well, have gone I, this far. I've had my own struggles with the VA uh, through my father-in-law, and uh, I understand uh, so many things they're good at, and there's so many things that they're bad at. And the ones that they're exactly. bad at are so bad that it just it makes you think, uh, just walk away, which is what they I, want. I, I'm at that point. Which I'm is what they point. want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. My husband's retired. He was in the military, and he's he was blown up. He has 10% disability we're fighting to get his increased and it's like pulling teeth and he he's in a lot of continual pain and i thank god every day he has tricare prime and tricare prime is starting to because of all this obamacare stuff they're starting yeah. to act funny that's the problem yeah yeah the obamacare yeah. thing has just screwed uh, up our entire health care system appreciate absolutely. it well thank you julie and thanks for your service Appreciate the call. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety two. That's fight. unconscionable. Keep up the good fight, man. Unconscionable. It sure is. Jeez. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there. Uh, 888 It's a miracle. Uh, they found the missing 50,000 texts. Amen. If you haven't heard yet, the DOJ has now recovered the missing text messages between anti-Trump F- FBI agents Struck and Page. You mean the ones that were missing due to a technological glitch? That's the one. Those are the ones. What? Those are the very texts uh, of which I speak. They must have used very special forensic tools to recover those texts because they said they couldn't find them. Are you reading that somewhere? Because is that what they used? I I have no idea if they used very special forensic forensic tools. tools. (laughs) So they used... Get this. So no one believed it. They used very special forensic tools, <laughs> and now they have them. Amazing. So nobody believed. You know, we just tell them we lost. We can't find them. It was a glitch. And everybody went, right. Okay. You know, we uh, might be able to use very special forensic tools and bring those back. Yeah, oh, that, okay. That's the exact quote. It's uh, <laughs> uh, Justice Department Inspector, Inspector General Michael Horowitz said his office, quote, 
succeeded in using special forensic tools to recover text messages from FBI devices, including text messages between Mr. Strzok so and Ms. Page that were sent or received between December 14th, 2016 and May 17th, 2017. So, so good. Six-month period of time there, basically. 50,000 text messages. Uh, who knows what they covered. And I, I guess it's just between the two of them, right? This is a married man. How did he have the time and the wherewithal to continually text message his mistress like that? It's tough. 300 times a day is what we figured out. 350 or something. 350 text messages a day back and forth. Yeah, it's tough to keep up. (laughs) I mean, you've probably been in this situation, Jeffy, multitude of times. It's tough to keep up. (laughs) (laughs) You know I haven't been because I don't text anybody. Uh, But this is amazing. Horowitz said, our effort to recover any additional text messages is ongoing. We'll provide copies of the text messages we recover from these devices uh, to the department so that the department's leadership can take any management action it deems appropriate. Fox learned that uh, from U.S. government officials that the inspector general recovered the text by taking possession of at least four phones belonging to Strzok and Page. Well, that's not a very special forensic tool. You just got four phones. <laughs> what do you mean? Very special forensic tool. No, no, no. Tool. It is very specific, <laughs> special mm-hmm. what forensic What we did tools. was uh, we took a finger and pushed it on a button and it turned on some phones. Wow, that's a very special forensic tool. You Listen, used. we don't want to do that. So before we do that, we'll just tell them we can't find the text. That's great. Just tell them they can't find the text and see what happens. What is the allegation here that Struck and Page deleted these? Is that I guess I don't. I don't know. even know how they turned up missing. I don't even know what happened there. But the missing messages have been, of course, at the center of all of this. The gap in the records covered a crucial period. Um, yeah, this is supposed. This is all <laughs> part of the Russian deal, and who, there's going to be nothing here. Gonna, that's what I'm afraid of. There's going to be nothing. That we've here. paid all this attention. We yes, take, we've used all this time talking about it. And, and I joked around there. about their secret society text being a, a being their lovers. Uh, and it probably four. was. And it, it, worst at worst case, they've already admitted it was just a joke. Yes. So they've admitted that it was just a joke. I still believe that it was just. It's time for secret society. That's you know that's meeting at the Holiday Inn at three o'clock in the afternoon. I, I would just you and know, you know what's, what what's be. so embarrassing about this is we had U.S. senators like Ron Johnson acting like, and we found out they had a secret uh, society going on that where they were meeting <laughs> off of the off of the headquarters and and met somewhere else in this secret society, and then it turns out to be a one time <laughs> joke, and they're acting like it's some federal offense here. Oh, no, 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 maybe maybe we'll find out differently with the special forensic tools maybe. that they use to recover the text messages. Maybe. We can only hope. I, I mean, mean, you hope there's something to it now after all this, right? But who knows? It's probably just a bunch of love messages. I mean, it certainly feels that way. Right? It certainly feels like that is what the it case does. is. Yeah, it does. It and, seems like this is a total waste of time. Right. I mean, and look, is it, is it a good thing that this guy's having an affair on his wife? No. no. Is it a good thing that he should have been out uh, doing his job as an FBI uh, would have been nice, detective? Yeah. That would have been nice. Been nice. Would have, which could, would have been nice if she was doing her actual government job instead of worrying about when she was going to meet the boyfriend at the Holiday Inn. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But... 
None of that's the case. So what else is there? <laughs> I, I mean, know. Well, I know, but what what else is there? I mean, it's not the special. They're meeting each other at Holiday Inn, and so was Russia. Yeah. No, stop. Oh, by the way, uh, we've had a couple of questions about um, what's going on with the Flex Seal family yes, of products. People were concerned at the hashtag Tell Pat, like they were yeah. getting uh, the wool being having having the Flex Seal pulled over their eyes. We actually have the Flex Seal products in hand now. And so we're just waiting for the right time to test these. See, out. the pro- one of the problems was is that the person put in charge of ordering it. Mm-hmm. Now this is all coming back to me now because I remember when they ordered it. Instead of ordering it from, he ordered it direct, right from the from the company, and not somewhere else. So it had to be. It was went through the regular postal mailing area, mm. and you and I both know that that always. Unlike other companies that you say, hey, drop it off at my house today, and it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you order something direct and it has to go through the regular mail service, it does take some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't Very work quite as well. So. Very disheartening. Yeah. 888 Also, uh, another little piece of information I found kind of fascinating. John Kerry is considering a 2020 run for president. Shut up. How about that dinosaur coming back to life? Wow. These guys could not let go. I know. Holy I cow. Know. Do you realize it was 2004 when he ran? So it'll be going on 16 years later. And he was, I thought he was old then. Yeah. And I mean, look how, I mean, he's gone through so much as so when he was secretary of state. Oh my gosh. I mean, all they did was fly him around the world to keep him out of town. And then he flew back in to do some windsurfing up at... Right <laughs> up on the beaches up there in uh, uh, in Maine, and then we're done. It just goes to show you how bad shape, what kind of bad shape the Democrat Party yeah. is in. They've got nobody to run. They've got nobody. Yeah. If they're turning to a dinosaur like John Kerry, well, I was actually for that before I was against it. Or wait, I was against it before I was for it. Uh, or what? I I was I felt one way about it, and then I felt a different way. That's what I did. That's what I did. Then you got uh, Kerry, you got, uh, Biden. Biden. We're still throwing around the possibility mm-hmm. of Hillary. Yes. A little bit in there. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Who's going to be 70s. She's not, I mean, she's, in her 70s. she's not a spring chicken. Nope. Then you're talking about Bernie Sanders still. People are still bringing up Sanders. He'll be around 80 by then. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You might as well throw Richard Gebhardt in the mix. You might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? If you're going to bring in Kerry, you might as well bring in Gephardt. Uh, 888-900-3393. Dirk in Colorado. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, good morning, Pat. Hey, Hey. Jeffy. How are you doing today? I am so darn good. I don't have (laughs) Well, that's good to hear. Anyway, a couple of things. Uh, I can't remember the name of the CEO of Amazon, but isn't that the guy who was supposed to be giving all these billions of dollars away to the dreamers? Jeff Bezos? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, is he going to actually... Divide the money up and split it up into nationality because it's not just the Hispanics. We've got Russians. We've got we've got everybody from Europe. Right. You know? How's he going to dole it out? And actually, if they're criminals, isn't he aiding and betting? I uh, it seems like it to me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who's following the law? I think you were talking about a little while ago when we were talking about the acronyms for you know the LBGT and group people like that. We're missing out a major portion of the American public. White, heterosexual, obese, 
Republicans everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And if you use that acronym, the Democrats will join us like crazy because they'll just love calling us that. So white, heterosexual, obese, Obese, Republican, Republican everywhere. everywhere. So whores, essentially. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> funny. I like it. I like it. I thought I'd just top that off your morning. That's anyway, funny. I don't. I don't necessarily appreciate the Thanks, obese. Thanks, But uh, okay. Nah, you prefer fat, right? You just like to. Uh, how about oh, just overweight? Okay. <clears throat> TJ in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hey, yeah, uh, Pat. Uh, just calling to uh, comment on the uh, FBI secret society that they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, well, I was in Marine Corps. We. A bunch of us guys in my platoon went to the chow hall, and we called ourselves the uh, Data Platoon Mafia because there was a table there, a nice long table we called the Mafia Table. I mean, that kind of speech is not exactly uncommon or damning. Right? I mean, right. I can't believe that everybody was led around the nose by that dumb little line in that. I'm I'm a little disgusted that I I even entertained it because I remember my first thought was, is that even serious? Right. And then I just kind of dismissed it because right. everybody was making such a big deal out of it. Uh, but you're right. I mean, people talk like that, right? We just, yes, they do. You're screwing around. You talk like that. It doesn't mean you're actually starting a skull and bone society in the basement at Yale. It, it's not what it means. Uh, thanks a lot, TJ. Which, of course, is what John Kerry belonged to, the skull and bone society at Yale, as did George W. Bush. Uh or wait, no, he went to Harvard, didn't he? Yeah, Kerry went to Harvard, I think. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That figures. Yeah, it does, doesn't that it? That figures. It certainly does. Uh, also, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to play the trailer to this uh, movie that Jeffy talked about on Chewing the Fat with Julia Roberts, and I can't remember who else is in it. Owen. Owen, uh, Owen Wilson. Wilson yeah. Owen Wilson and Julia Roberts, and their son is disfigured, and it's his story about how he gets along and succeeds in the world and it's called wonder and i can't get anybody to get interested in this movie and go with me and my family but it looks great and it's made 250 million worldwide i mean I, on a 20 million dollar budget I mean, you never ask what you know, i've never what what never asked me no that's that's say, correct hey, Jeff, wanna, right uh, like i said come. i couldn't find anybody i couldn't think of anybody else to ask to I mean, go I'm, to that thing I'm, I'm, there was not a single person that I'm acquainted with and friendly with that I thought, wow, is there anyone? And no, there just wasn't anybody I could think of. But I mean, I was so. Right here. Is, <laughs> all I'm Triple eight, 933.93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Interesting uh, article I read about an interview that Macaulay Culkin did. He appeared on a podcast, uh, Mark Marone's WTF podcast. And uh, say that like you don't subscribe to the yeah, WTF podcast. I, I know podcast. it did sound that way. I didn't mean for it to. Okay, because I mean, who doesn't uh, subscribe to Mark Marone's uh, WTF, WTF podcast? 
Anyway, he talked, I guess, a lot about Michael Jackson and why he retired oh, wow. and what his life is like now. Uh, he splits his time between his two homes in New York and Paris. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> to, the kid just, he must have made yes. so much money from those Home Alone movies and Richie Rich and whatever else he did that he's still skating on that money to this day. And bless his heart for that. And he's, yeah. And he just talks about the, the great stupid life he has because he he doesn't have a job. He just, he lives off his income from before. Yeah. He's made a couple of movies. I know I've watched one of his uh, videos that he made that was, uh, you know, kind of fun to watch. After, especially he made, it came out right after uh, they uh, made such a big deal about him being a heroin addict and a big mm-hmm. junkie and everything. And he, <laughs> He even jokes around in the video about being, uh, being not being a junkie and then being a junkie, and it was really funny. It was like a crime, a mm. crime video that he okay. made that was just his, his way of saying, um, you know, here I am. He said he likes Paris because he thought originally nobody recognized him there, but then he said, then I recognized. No, they they do recognize me. They just don't care. They just leave me. <laughs> they just leave me alone. They just leave me alone. Yeah. And he says, I'm a 30-something retired person, 30-something retired person, walking around with a French baguette under my arm. I'm living a good life. I bet. Wouldn't that be sweet? That's pretty sweet. I mean, that's why we found so many times you see guys, you know, stars walking when we were working in New York so much, you know, and you see them and you see them on the street and it's so hard not to go up and say, hey. Yeah, and Americans are more intrusive like that, I think, than Europeans. I are. mean, it's very hard not to, but I yeah. find I find it very difficult to anymore mm-hmm. to do that. It's just like, yep, that's him. And if he walks by me up close, I'll say, "I've enjoyed your work," and shake his hand and move on. But that's about yeah. as far as I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, but he he says that uh, his he talks about his relationship with Michael Jackson, and says it, it really wasn't a weird thing. It he just liked being with him because he was a they were both kids. I mean, Michael Jackson never got a chance to act out his childhood when he was a child. And so he did it as an adult. And he said, and so we were just best friends for a while. We were best friends. He liked being a kid. He, he liked hanging around with a kid like me. He said it never felt weird. Um, I was not enamored by him. He wasn't enamored by me. We were just best friends for a while. Really interesting. Really interesting. And I, I had thought that at one point he said that, that Jackson did sort of molest him. Doesn't sound like he did at all. No, that, not there according to that. that. Yeah, there's apparently none of that. Even though Michael loved the 12-year-old boy children. Oh! Loved the children, the 12-year-old boy children. But apparently he didn't uh, do that with Mulcahy at all. a hard time. He didn't do that. So that's cool. Uh, and then he talks about his relationship with his dad, who he said is a very... Very bad guy. Uh, his dad's abusive. And uh, he said, after I did Richie Rich in 1993 or 94, my father and mother called it quits and got a divorce, which was one of the best things to ever happen to me. I was able to walk away from the business. I said to them, hope you made all your money because there's no more coming from me. And boom, off, off he went. Booyah. If my daughter says that to me one time. Uh, I won't have it. Uh, you're, I, won't have you, it. I mean, Elvis was going to say that to you when he was in the I NFL, and you were trying to oh, miss- finagle something there.
Remember that? No. <laughs> no. No, I don't recall that at all. <laughs> I'm not worried about him anymore. I don't even recognize him anymore. I'm talking about my dog. <laughs> uh, and speaking of France and living the French life, France is set to impose more free speech restrictions on its citizens. Yeah, it's such a great place. Where are they on the list? On the freedom list? Yeah, they're not, uh, they're not in the top ten. I don't know where they wound up. Oh, but so they're in the yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're they're below us probably, uh, but they're going to impose fines, a hundred dollar fine on men who compl- compliment women on the way they look. Whoa! In public, like Thank if you say, you. "Hey, you look really nice today," which nobody would ever say that to you, um, you know, in that way uh, or in any way. But I'm just, you know, using a hypothetical kind of fantasy situation where if, like, somebody were happened to maybe a blind person or whatever said, hey, you look really nice today, uh, Javi, you get a $100 fine for that. Although I think you can say it to a man, you just can't say it to a woman. Right. Well, could you say, man, those clothes would look good on another human being, just not you? <laughs> could you say that? No, because then I'm sure that's abuse. Right? right? I don't know. I'm asking. The planned measure uh, give authorities the power to dish out penalties to those who follow women down the street, block their path. Well, that's, I mean, you shouldn't be blocking the path of women. No, or no make, you should not. Or make comments regarding their physique or the way they look. The issue is heightened on public transport in major cities with women opting to wear uh, pants instead of skirts for fear of being groped. Okay, well, let me ask you a question. Wow. No, no one, I'm not saying at all. You should never travel anywhere for fear of being harmed. Ever. Right, right. Ever. Mm-hmm. For anyone. doesn't matter. I don't care who. I don't care who you are. However, if you are in an environment, we've all gone, we've all made the right turn or the left turn into neighborhoods that we think, mm-hmm. do you, A, get out and honk the horn and say, hey, I'm lost, I want to get out of here and expect to be okay, or do you get out i mean i just think that sometimes maybe wearing pants is a good thing right i Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily it's good to know your surroundings i'm not saying it's okay i know it's such a fine line because i'm not saying that it's it's uh you know it's okay for the groping or the hollering or the yelling but it's good to know your surroundings yeah and why are you getting on a, a subway car all dressed up with your short skirts and expecting no one to say anything. Oh wow! See that's what I, see that's what I mean. You can't say oh, wow. that. With the- <laughs> wow! I mean, okay, that was Jeff Fisher. I, I know. That's like, I know. oh wow! Did you hear the sexism? I know the hatred. I know it is, and I apologize. But the, it, the sexual cold. harassment uh, that was implied and overt. Oh my god! I mean, there. If you holy cow. A lot of people would say that you'd be asking for it and if you were to get on a train with a short dress. And as I've crowded. said multiple times in the last uh, several months since this has come up, and, and we've been getting so ridiculous with it, um, women can just say no to people, and they can, they can stand up for themselves. We don't have to have all these laws and things. I mean, if women just said no, what about this song by uh, What's-Her-Face, uh, Trainer? You know, the one who, who said the... Uh, right. The, the, the no thing. My name is no. My no. sign is no. no. My number is no. no. You need to let it go. Huh? Uh, my name is no. My number, my number is, is no. 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 Yes. 
Now, that sounds like somebody who understands she's got some responsibility to take action for herself and say, no, I'm not into that. You can't treat me that way. No. Thank you. Is Are, are we past that point where a woman can do that? I don't I, think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. And so... Uh, when this gets ridiculous, just remember. My name is no. My sign is no. no. My number is no. no. You need to let it go. Think about it. There you go. <laughs> right there. It's good stuff. And now it's good stuff. I want to thank you for putting that earworm. In you're welcome. Head. And you're welcome. Uh, that won't be there much longer than a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a horrible song. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This is kind of interesting too. Uh, the president of Uganda, Yaweri Mes- uh, Museveni, has complimented uh, and praised Donald Trump for calling some African nations the asshole. Everybody else was all pissed off about this. Uh, this guy stood up and said, America has got one of the best presidents ever. Wow. I, I love Trump because he tells Africans Frankly, the Africans need to solve their problems. The Africans are weak. What an amazing statement from the leader of an African nation. What, what nation is that? Uganda. Uh, Uganda, Uganda can expect a check from the U.S. <laughs> yeah, you know Trump loves this guy. Absolutely. We're, we're sending $5 billion so there's in a aid guy. There's a guy that knows uh-huh. how to work Donald Trump. Yes! I'm not saying he doesn't mean it, and I'm not saying that it's not true. It's true. All I'm saying is, is that this guy comes out and says this, Donald will embrace this guy till the end of time. I think we might send military support to Uganda now. Absolutely. <laughs> I think, Absolutely. He needs it. He tried to do something right over there. Yeah. He needs our help. So while, Absolutely. while everybody else is yelling and screaming about Donald Trump and how evil he is and how yes. racist he is and how terrible that was... This guy says, look, it, it, there's something to this, okay? Some of these countries are being run really poorly. And it's that. And really it's poorly. Nothing could be. I mean, that's, that's true. We yeah. all know it to be true. It's, uh, yes. We all know it to be a fact. We all see it. Look, I mean, we all see, look at the list of countries and freedoms and everything else. We know it to be true. Yes. I and, mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a foolish to say that it isn't. Foolish to say that it isn't. And good for him. For being open and honest enough to say it. Hey, we needed to hear that. That was, a, He's a great president and he speaks the truth and we need to hear that. By the way, Don, I am expecting that yeah, check that of about check. $5 billion right, a little, a little right short into my bank there, account. Okay. <laughs> and you're right. On the other hand, it's also a, a tremendous way oh, man. to appeal to Donald Trump. You aren't kidding. It gives Donald something to latch on to. Kidding me? Something to say. Uh, somebody will ask him about it a month from now, and he'll he'll mention the Uganda guy. I love guy. the president of Uganda. He's, uh, he knows I'm saying things straight. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm telling you. No if, question. I, oh, 100%. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 
It's time to stop pussyfooting around with all these cities that are spitting in the face of federal law, too. And spitting in the face of U.S. law in general. And insisting on being sanctuary cities. Group of mayors, including New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landrieu and New York Mayor, of course, Bill de Blasio, canceled a meeting with President Trump yesterday after an announcement that the Justice Department is cracking down on sanctuary cities. As they should! The administration sent letters to 23 cities to ask for greater compliance with federal agents enforcing immigration law. President Trump shouldn't invite us to a to the White House for a meeting on infrastructure and three hours before issued the equivalent of what are our arrest warrants for standing up for what we believe in and, by the way, what America believes in. No, it isn't. That's not... America doesn't believe in you spitting in the face of other Americans. You... Wow, does that anger me. That's according to Rahm Emanuel... (laughs) <laughs> standing up for what they believe in. Yeah. Okay. Allowing people to be illegally in your city and not reporting that to federal officials. That's what Americans believe in. You got a pretty warped view of what Americans believe in. Yeah. And I know Bill de Blasio, of course, uh, tweeted yesterday after they declined to go to his uh, mayor summit. Some facts at real Donald Trump should know about his hometown. of NYC business owners are immigrants. 45% of NYC's labor force is made up of foreign-born workers. 34% of workers in NYC's tech sector were immigrants in 2016. 58% of NYC kids have immigrant parents. None of that is the... None of that... Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Are they legal? Right. That's all fine. That's great. If they're here legally, good. And also 100% of those people, just on a side note, pay way too much taxes. You, Bill de Blasio. Okay. Way too much. Well, except for the illegal ones who probably don't pay any taxes, uh, at least as far as income tax. Right. This is just such a a ridiculous uh, argument. Uh, Again, you can't, we're, we're supposed to, we're supposed to just be silent and let them pretend like they really care about these people. They don't give a rat's ass about these people. You know it, and I know it. What they care about is their power base, and they want voters, and they, want, they, they, they cater to these people and pretend to care about them so that they can gain their support, so that they can use them as political ramrods. And it's just, it's despicable. Again, they're keeping them down by doing this. You look at all of, all of these cities, all these sanctuary cities, and how they treat. How are their how are their Hispanic residents and non residents? How are the Hispanics there living? Are they living there in, in middle class homes, or are they living in dumps and and receiving minimum wage because they they don't know English and because they're not here legally? And they've got no recourse and nowhere to go. It's just, I mean, and you look at the situation with other minorities like blacks in places like Detroit and Baltimore and Philadelphia. And all of these, all of these cities that have been run by Democrats for 60 years or more. And Democrats have had all this time to make their lives better. Have they done it? (laughs) No! 
The lives in every case, in every minority, are so much worse off than they used to be. When are they going to wake up and realize, Democrats are not your friends. They're not your friends. They're not doing anything for minorities. Except keeping you down. That's, that's the one thing you can say for Democrats is that they work really hard to keep minorities in really bad living conditions. Uh, so if that's the goal, well, congratulations. You're, you're pulling it off quite nicely. If that's not the goal, maybe those minorities should look to see who might be able to help them. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, following the Philadelphia Eagles NFC Championship win over uh, Minnesota, a columnist wrote that white privilege also won Sunday night. <clears throat> I'm getting so tired it of this did? white privilege thing. I can't take it. So thousands, he, he writes, uh, so thousands of mostly white people got to roam the cities, the city streets freely without heavy police intervention and basically got to do whatever they wanted all because their city won a game. The Eagles won big Sunday night and so did white privilege. There's a long history of this local tolerance of bad behavior from Eagles fans. But honestly, this level of accepted misconduct isn't a unique Eagles fan phenomenon. It's an acceptance of white privilege. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Come on they now. are really bending over backwards to bring extra division into they this sure country. Are. And they're trying. I mean, they are grasping. They're working overtime, man. Everything. It is unbelievable. At some point, when we think that it's gone too far, I think it's almost like... Um, uh, when you're in, when you're a radio disc jockey and you're playing music, mm-hmm. by the time, usually by the time the fans are want to hear a song that's playing on the radio, you've had it with it. Yeah, you've already played it a bunch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at what point do the American people say, "Okay, enough"? We've had enough because we, at this point, I've me, had the disc jockey playing the songs of these people <laughs> yeah. crying racist, I've had enough. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm definitely over the white privilege nonsense and all this garbage. So it's somewhere, somewhere soon, right? Mm-hmm. Since we're past that point now, yep. Somewhere soon, the masses have got to say they want to hear the song, and so that means that's enough. Stop. We're not <laughs> yes. racist, okay? Right. Get over it. Let's. You've gone too far. Right. I mean, I hope that's the case. So do I. I hope that's the case. We also have some uh, bad news brewing, um, Pat. I don't. I mean, right now they're talking about mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram outages. Oh, no. Uh, coming up, uh, reported worldwide, but most likely it looks like uh, northeast, southeast, north, northwest, and southwest of the United States is mainly the focus. Uh, I don't know. We might as well shut down the country. So the northeast right now is they're without saying, Facebook it looks coverage? Like, or Instagram. It's looking like. Uh, oh, no. That's what it's looking <clears throat> like. Uh, there's a lot. There's a big splotch. Has, has a state of emergency been declared? Because that's very possible, it has. <laughs> wow. Well, we better get some I other. I mean, holy other, cow! Some other form of entertainment to the American people. Then um, maybe we can play this uh, this trailer for you. This might be a good time to step okay. in as a substitute for Facebook for a minute. Um, here's a look at the uh, movie that has made 250 million dollars worldwide on a 20 million dollar budget uh, with Julia Roberts, and I can't get anybody to go with me to this thing. I can't think of a single person in my whole life that i that would want to go to this not one person but i mean you mean 
but I'm right here. I know you are, and I, I, but, I mean, can't I would, think I would of a person to, to, to ask to go to this thing. Well, I prefer uh, the TV shows, you know that, but I mean, I, I like movies. Here's a look at the movie Wonder. My name is Augie Pullman. Next week, I start fifth grade. Since I've never been to real school before, I'm pretty much totally petrified. I'll see you later. Okay. You don't want to walk up with your parents because it's not cool. But you're cool. I know I am, but technically most dads aren't. Neither are these helmets. Dear God, please make them be nice to him. I know I'm not an ordinary 10-year-old kid. I've had 27 surgeries. They've helped me to breathe, to see, to hear without a hearing aid, but none of them have made me look ordinary. Incubator, bunch of burners. Oh, and this is an eraser. You know what an eraser is, right? Look at his face. I've never seen anything that ugly in my life. If I looked like him, I'd swear. I'd put a hood over my face. I know you don't always like it, but I love it. It's my son's face. You are not ugly, Augie. You just have to say that because you're my mom. Because I'm your mom, it counts the most. Because I know you the most. You don't have to do this. I don't know what you're talking about, Augie. You don't have to pretend is all I'm saying. Augie! Okay, I'm really sorry. Why are you sitting here then? Because I want some nice friends for a change. Me too. Who is it that I aspire to be? That is the question that we should be asking ourselves all the time. Hey, Jack, come sit here. In a sec. I'd like to be able to control the weather. That would be your superpower? That sounds pretty lame. What would you do? I'd be invisible. You're the toughest kid in that school. Show them. You can't blend in when you were born to stand out. Come on. I already, already broke my heart. That, look, that looks great. plastic surgery. Dude, this is after plastic surgery. It takes a lot of work to look this good. <laughs> That looks great, doesn't it? You you can't blend in when you're, when you're born, born to, to stand, stand out. out. I, th- I thought I thought you line. had a bumper sticker on your car that said that. I, but. Uh, yes, I used to take up the entire back windshield. Uh, it's just the modern day <laughs> the modern day uh, mask, right? I mean, in the end, he's going to die. <laughs> so Is let's he? move on. I mean, uh, they all do. That's how they all end. I mean, it's a great movie. We love the kid. He's so cute, and he's finally, he's fine. You can't blend in when you're born to stand out. He's made all these friends, and it's so wonderful. Dead. The end. (laughs) Everybody everybody cry. Go home. I don't know that that's where that's headed, but uh, that looks great. I mean, maybe. It's great. (laughs) I don't know the story either, so it might might be the kid is, the kid's 25 now, and he's the CEO of 18 companies. And he's damn handsome, too. (laughs) Right. His (laughs) surgery finally kicked in, and he looks great. (laughs) Can't blend in if you don't stand out. That's the name of my <laughs> podcast. I mean, it's, <laughs> so it'll be definitely worth it. You have to see it, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to see those movies because those are the movies that you go to. And I mean, you want to obviously the feel good movie, right? Of the year. You don't want to. You don't want to go to a movie like that with, say, I don't know, a, you. like your best friend, me, right? And uh, and uh, walk out crying. No, you don't. You don't. Because no, you, you want to be that. You want to be there with your girlfriend or the wife or whatever. Someone yes. you can cry with, right? Exactly. Because if you walk out with me and you're crying, I'm making fun of you. Like if you're Peter <laughs> Struck, you want to go with Lisa Page, right? Not your wife. You want to go with Lisa right. Page. 
Thank the you. The woman that you share 50,000 text messages with. That's who you want to go with. Yes. You want to sit there and you want to hold hands. Hold and hands and make out a little, make cry out a little at the little kid. Glad we don't have kids like that. And Let's bash leave. Trump during the movie. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Man, now you are talking fun. Uh-huh. You are talking an yeah. evening on the town, my That's friend. That's a good time. Uh, the other thing I wanted to share is the uh, Susan Collins talking stick. This is just bizarre. This is uh, the greatest thing <laughs> this is- ever. Have you seen the Senator Susan Collins talking stick yet? Apparently, it's a bipartisan talking sh- talking stick. She brings it to meetings, and uh, it's, it's, well, he, she explains it. Here, here's what one. is a talking stick? Well, I can show it Whoa. to you. Child. And as you can see, it's beautifully beaded. And uh, it was given to me by my friend, Democratic Senator Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota. We're all just friends getting along. It is Mm -hmm. originally from Africa, and it is used to help control the debate Uh in a meeting, particularly when you have a large number of loquacious people. And it was very uh, helpful uh, in making sure that everybody's voice got heard uh, when we like, were doing the, the discussions about? in my office day after day after day. Yeah, they use the same thing in my kids' kindergarten class. <laughs> Thank you. Now, now. Is it true? <laughs> is it true, Senator, that it. someone threw the stick during the meeting? Uh, I think a more accurate word would be that There was, usually I would pick up the stick and take it from person to person, but sometimes it was tossed. And in this case, the toss went slightly amiss. With enough force to break a glass (laughs) elephant on your shelf. Is that true? It only chipped it. I think I'd say, hey, take the walking stick and... um... I want her (laughs) to bring that walking stick... (laughs) To the next meeting she has, uh-huh. her talking stick, I'm sorry. Talking, yeah. Talking it's not a stick. walking stick. It's a talking stick. The next stick. meeting she has with Donald Trump. I uh, want please. that yes, to happen. Oh, my gosh. I think it's important that America has this happen. I want her to say, Donald, in today's meeting, we're going to be using my talking stick. <laughs> it's unreal. This is what the U.S. Senate has come to. Are you kidding me? Uh, an That's African embarrassing. Stick. It's it's totally embarrassing. I mean, is it funny? For would that be funny in someone's office for a meeting where everybody came to yeah, fight or something? If you maybe serious about it. Maybe it would be funny, and it would be funny to use to post on your Instagram page or your Facebook page for your for your people. She acts like it's a real thing, though. Yeah, like you can't speak unless you have the talking. No, stick. that's what she absolutely used that for. That. Unbelievable. Triple eight. And, and believe that it's, I mean, it was mm. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. And that it was important. Yeah. Um, holy cow. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, we need some kind of change. Triple eight, 933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. only on the Blaze Radio Network. Ray. 
888 I just saw this story about a Sundance Film Festival movie <clears throat> called Puzzle. So it, it's a it's a remake of a well liked <clears throat> Argentine film. I mean, um, about the world of competitive jigsaw puzzling. And I'm gonna tell you something, Pat. <laughs> competitive jigsaw puzzling. Those <laughs> those people are. Awesome. They're, they're highly toned athletes. I mean, you don't mess uh, around they, with them. You don't. You, you don't mess you around start, with them. I mean, you. They walk into the room and you're like, "Whoa, are well, those puzzlers?" A, I think that's a jigsaw puzzle person right there. Uh, <laughs> I had never. I must be the, honest. I apologize too because this is something that I should have known. I didn't realize that there was a world of competitive puzzling. Wow. Are you? Are you? I mean. That's just embarrassing I've to admit apologized. that. I've That's embarrassing apologized. to admit that, I know, Jeffy. I know, I know. I feel really <laughs> dumb. I feel really dumb. That's uh, amazing. Because uh, jigsaw puzzling. I mean, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that they made a movie about it about puzzling. Right now, and you want to talk about fun? Yes. You want to talk about puzzling? Uh, yeah, you get to right. <laughs> right, right. And now, now you can't even put puzzles together for fun. It's got to be competitive. Well, yes, we've turned everything into something competitive. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety We came across this uh, oh. little video of somebody running into Bill Clinton on the street. It looks like he's on a bike or a. No, he's in his. He's in his little oh, car. He's in his, he's car. in his little car here at a, at a stop sign in uh, New York City, probably Harlem, and uh, Bill where Clinton, Bill's offices is. Bill Clinton are. pulls up to him uh, in an SUV, right? Yeah, Bill. Bill and travels Bill's got in the, the window suburban. rolled down. <laughs> uh, take a look at this. this watch, watch fantastic. what happens. This is fun. Manhattan ran into Bill Clinton. Oh, the Manhattan. You're you the best president, man. Trump gotta go. Trump gotta go, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Trump gotta go. Bill's All right. Have a up. nice day. To Hillary, I said, what up, Bill Clinton? He's waving thumbs up. Hey, All right. good deal, good deal. Best president alive, man. Man, you know How's it. Monica? Ooh, how's Monica? Ooh, window rolls up halfway. <laughs> That's great. He's giving him thumbs up and waving. Monica. Okay, now you've gone just a little too far. He rolls the window up almost. And just, the, the Monica thing, that, that was too far. Now you've it's, ruined it. Here's the guy videotaping saying hello to Bill Clinton. He rolled the window up. I said, Monica, Monica. <laughs> I was loving it for a second, but now you you just wrecked it. You wrecked Best it. president ever, Bill Clinton. Somebody shoot him. That'll be the 141st victim of the Clinton family. <laughs> the Somebody shoot him now. Shoot Best him. Best president ever, Bill Clinton. Shoot that kid right in the head. Somebody, quickly. <laughs> Quickly shoot him. You know what's weird? What are you doing with the window rolled down when you're drive, riding around Manhattan? Uh, that he's is a red light. He's got a little fresh air. It's it's incredibly unsafe. And he's obviously in an armored vehicle. And the windows should never be rolled down in one of those are things. Are you going to tell him he's, Bill Clinton can't roll down his window if he wants yes. to? Yes. Well, the Secret Service should be telling him that. That's incredibly dangerous. He needs a little fresh air. Wow, that's Manhattan ran into Bill Clinton. Clinton. You're the best president, man. Trump gotta go. Trump gotta go, Bill right, Clinton. Right, give Trump him a gotta salute. Go. Thumbs right. up. Have a nice day. Wait. Hillary, I said, what up, Bill Clinton? There you go. All right. Best president alive, man. Yep, another little I'm thumbs Monica. up. Oh. Bill Clinton. Why'd you have to go there? Uh, right. Why'd you have fine. to go there? Right. Uh, I mean, you're having a good time with the president of the former president, and why? It's you all to go good. 
Vlog good. You're smiling. You're having a good time. You're going to get a nice little viral video. Only it's not going to go quite as viral unless I ask about how's Monica Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And the window rolls up. He didn't roll it up all the way, which would have been funnier. He ruined yeah, it. <laughs> all the way would have been funnier. But you still got the window rolled up. So it was pretty funny. Um, I, You know, the safety thing with the window. I mean, you're at a corner in Manhattan. Odds are, you know that it's Bill Clinton in the window. Probably you're not. You know, most people in Manhattan aren't looking. No, but right. I mean, we know from the people who use security around here that you just you don't do that kind of stuff. Ah, no, you but just don't do Bill that Clinton. Kind of stuff. He wants his window open. You're just you're you're wasting your security when you're doing that kind of stuff. What do you? You're driving around in an armored SUV. Okay, the doors. The paneling, all of that stuff. Know, who knows? Maybe the Secret Service guy passed gas. Who knows? It's armored, and the windows are bulletproof. And then you roll down the window so somebody can shoot you in the head. I That's don't know that this was armored. I stupid. I mean, of course it's, it's armored. I don't know. Of course it is. Those Absolutely good, 100% armored. 100%. Oh, have we mentioned that on the day that the federal government was shut down this week, we had record spending. Wait, I thought Wait. the government was shut down for the day. How did they have record spending? <laughs> Somebody not tell the check writers? <laughs> Federal spending for the fourth Monday in January, which was just a few days ago, set a record. $15,596,000,000 for one day, even though the federal government was shut down. It just so, shows that you is, how bogus a, a government amazing. shutdown is, right? They act as though, oh my gosh, everything's just going to end. The country cannot function without the government. And, and they spent more money on that day than any other day. House of Representatives didn't pass the current short-term continuing resolution to fund the government and end the shutdown until uh, 6.09 p.m. that day. And that was after the close of the business day. So the 16... Point six billion dollars was all spent while it was shut down. Wow! I, I, how you gotta wonder how is that even possible? How is it possible? Second highest federal spending on a fourth Monday in January came in two thousand nine, six days into Barack Obama's presidency. On that Monday, the federal government spent fourteen point six billion in uh, constant dollars. Third highest was in 2011. I mean, we just we we just are so good at spending more we money sure than are. comes in that they're even doing it when they're not open for business. It tells you something's wrong, right? Sure does. It tells you something's got to change. It sure does. Maybe we become managers at In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> 160 grand a year. Oh, I was wow. just reading this story. But managers at In-N-Out Burger, 160 really? grand a year. That's not a bad gig. That's a really good gig. Wow. That is not a bad gig, and those are darn good right. cheeseburgers, too. 888 900 Use that number tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then you on to Pat eat, Gray Unleashed. You get to eat for free, right? Yeah. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.